7 o'clock. You know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Well, hi there, everybody, and welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live for January 17th, 2020, right here on IndieMediaWeekly.com, radio for humans. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Where every day is Friday. Every day is Friday. That's good. So, and <laughs> uh, not sure if that's the case down in Port St. Lousy, Florida, but uh, the dynamic duo, the Dream Team from Mike Check Radio, sitting in for all three hours with us tonight, Michelle Lagon at Rogue DM on Twitter. Hello, happy to be here. Glad to have you. And of course, uh, your uh, wonderful hubby, uh, Miles Lagon, at fake underscore Republican on Twitter, also from Mike Check Radio. Welcome back. Thank you, thank you. And this has just been an incredible week. I know, you You. Uh, you, you were just like, uh, after Tuesday, you were like, yep, I'm in. I'll do... Uh, oh. I'll do the Friday show. Oh man, I, I yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. The, uh, the, you know, watching the uh, playoffs without the Patriots, it's just the best possible thing imaginable. <sighs> oh, I hear it. I feel a sports. I'm gonna play the whole thing just because of that. Seems a lot longer than 26 seconds, but it is only 26 seconds. <laughs> Miles had to set that off, didn't you? <laughs> he did. I am a I am an equal opportunity button pusher. Yes. Well, oh, and I know. I know. Since you brought it up, it was good to see Belichick crying. <laughs> Let me see. Rudy, my interest in this topic? Zero. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't make me get cruel. Shut up! Uh, <laughs> oh, the shut up one. I <clears throat> Quick note on that. I loved, I, was it the, the sergeant at arms or who, who was it when he said, hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Everybody stay quiet under penalty of imprisonment. Love that. What are you talking about? The kicking off of the Senate. The, the um, they were they were. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, under, under penalty of of death. No, well, he said imprisonment, but yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of cool. I I thought, geez, imprisonment. Yeah, I, I listened to that while I was opening your mouth on the floor of the Senate. Yeah, wow. that's new. <laughs> that's new. 
I miss that. I miss that. So, uh, yeah. So it's been. I've been. I've been doing uh, again. Like I, I mentioned uh, earlier in the week, I've, we've we've started spring cleaning before spring has even arrived, and we're making great strides in the household. So, I'm very excited about that. Getting together some charitable no- donations and things like that. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and I immediately like. Had Chinese Chinese food before the show, and now I'm having a phlegm attack. Oh dear! I, I mean, it's not like there's dairy in it, <laughs> uh, so I don't know. But anyway, oh, the crab rangoon. That's it. <laughs> okay, that does have dairy in it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I forgot about that Chinese cheese. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, welcome to the program, everybody. Um, and yeah, it's been a, been an interesting week. Of course, uh, Lev Parnas has now been started to do a, a media tour to try and save his silly ass. Uh, and boy, he doesn't sound anything like he looks. <laughs> I mean, I thought I thought for sure he was going to sound like that SNL sketch, you know, where Rudy and you know, you remember the sketch where. Uh, Lev and Igor got busted, and and Giuliani, of course, by Kate McKinnon. Um, they were, you know, t- you know, and what what's the guy from uh, David Harbor from Stranger Things and Hellboy was like, uh-huh. "Oh, we'll kill you," you know. <laughs> the I, I thought that for sure that uh, Lev was going to sound like that, but he doesn't. Yeah, I guess he came to the United States when he was just a little kid. So just a little boy, little yeah. boy. Uh, yeah, just a little little cup of borscht uh, poured over, slopped onto our shores. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> actually, he uh, landed in Detroit first. <laughs> that sounds about right. So yeah, <laughs> they have water issues there. Um, <laughs> they do. So <laughs> but uh, um, so anyway, uh, yeah. So th- th- this was the big uh, breaking news that there were documents that were to be handed over to um, uh, uh, the the you know for the impeachment hearing. Uh, Schiff, Adam Schiff, is like just giddy about it too. He was on TV saying, "Oh yeah, we've got a shitload of them. We're just you know we're still waiting we're waiting our way through them." And, of course, there was the big breaking news um, on Tuesday where it seems like that there was an orchestrated attempt to, at the very least, intimidate uh, Ambassador Yovanovitch with, uh, you know, stalking her and, and, and tailing her and spying on her. Um, Rain surmised that maybe that there was they were, they were trying to kill her. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know if I, we would take it that far, but... Um, it, uh, you know, and now, uh, Lev Parnas, uh, is like, you know, um, he's, he's, he's a stoolie now. He's going to sing, sing little birdie, sing with bad comb over. I mean, you think Trump has a bad comb over? You've seen Parnas's comb over? Holy God. It's like a comb yeah. forward. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, um. Uh... I think it was uh, Colbert last night said he went to the barber and asked him to give him the peanuts, the Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very much a Linus. <laughs> it's a very, yeah, Linus, Charlie Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Just that kind of, um, it, it, it's like an indication of hair, <laughs> more it than likes, hair. It feels, it's almost like a wave. It, it comes from the back to the front and then curls back. 
Yeah. It's, it's, so it's almost like the ocean. It, it, you know, yeah. it, it like comes forward and then it recedes. Sure, like a little cup of borscht up. splashing up on our shores. Yeah, so. yeah something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so this has been, you know, and now people are scrambling as to how how they knew or didn't know Parnas, which that's some of the funnest, the, the, the most fun audio I have. Funnest. Mm, most fun. But yeah, so but let let's get to uh, and now have any of you? Uh, I know Joe for sure. You probably watched the Maddow interview. Um, hmm. But Miles and Michelle, did you uh, take any of that I in? To it, you listened to it. Okay, I so, both of them. <clears throat> oh, he was on with. The, oh yeah, she had a two parter, and he was on with Anderson right. Cooper uh, last mm-hmm. night, I believe. So um, let, let's and uh, let's go ahead and get into a little bit of that because I find it. Pretty fascinating. Uh, the the first one I have, it's a this is a relatively short one, but basically this is uh, Maddow asks, you know, what's what's the biggest lie out there right now? What do you think is the main inaccuracy or the main lie that's being told that you feel like you can correct? That the president didn't know what was going on. Uh, President Trump knew exactly what was going on. Uh, he was aware of all of my movements. Uh, he, I wouldn't do anything without the consent of Rudy Giuliani or the president. In terms of the president and what he has said about you, um, he said about you and Mr. Fruman, Igor Fruman, I don't know those gentlemen, I don't know about them, I don't know what they do. You're saying that was not a true statement from the president. He lied. <laughs> Boom. <clears throat> Flat out. He lied, and uh, you know, and again, the 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 one thing you know, the of course, you know, uh, Republican assholes once again, mi- you know, misrepresenting our position on you know for people not just the left but people who want honest, you know, who value honesty, who value the Constitution, who value, uh, you know, the the political you know elected office. Um, we're all getting smeared <clears throat> as, um, you know, people who are saying, oh, well, we're acting like he's a saint and you can take every word, you know, every word he says is gold, like he's FDR or something like that. You know, I think somebody compared him, said that we were comparing him to FDR and it's like, no, 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 here, here's, here's where it is. You have the biggest liar in the world in the white house right now. So it's not hard to take somebody else's word over Trump's, no matter who they are, how scummy they are. I mean, Parnas is scummy. He's creepy and he's scummy and he idolized Trump up until, gee, when was that? Till he got abandoned by him. Yep. Yep. So, <clears throat> so I find this. Well, per- uh, go ahead, Joe. Uh, also. Like everybody pointed out afterwards, most of the prosecutors anyway, whenever you, you're going to prosecute a case, you have to go to a criminal to tell you what the other criminals did, you know, sort of. So you're always depending on really sleazy people to give you testimony. It isn't the person giving you the testimony. It's could you corroborate it with, uh, with real facts? And everything he said lined up with what we know to be a fact. Yeah. 
So you don't have to take him at his word because the stuff he's telling us was already, for instance, uh, Soland Soland, uh, told us all that stuff uh, under oath. Yeah. So, uh, but I I just, again, you know, this this mischaracterization of of how we on the right or just people who are concerned, again, it's not we on the right, I'm sorry, on the left. Um, you know, it's not just us on the left. It's, it's, uh, you know, there are concerned Republicans out there who actually still give a damn. And, um, and, and, and actually I'll get to that because, uh, the right now Fox news is being bombarded by a Republican group with some, some special ads. Um, Aww. but we'll get to that a little bit later on, even on Trump's favorite shows too. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, so I mean that, that's pretty. I mean, where where do you land on this, Michelle? Because this is, you know, I, I mean, again, yeah, he's a scumbag, but he's no scummier than Trump. Well, it's you know everything's all all, all you know roses until you lose the support of the person that you're supposed to be protecting, and yeah. that's all man for himself, and all you know he's. I don't like any of them. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We're, I think we're all in agreement on that. Yeah. You know. But you know, if 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 he can corroborate the uh, uh, the evidence that's there and that sort of thing, even though it probably won't mean anything in the long run, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I'm I'm ready to hear him sing. Yeah. Yeah, I might not like the song. I might not like the singer, but I might like the song. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you know, I'm. I I like the pressure he's bringing to bear uh, by his uh, coming forward like this. I I like how it coincides. What, what, what I'm trying to think of the right word, but it it dovetails with Michael Cohen. Yeah, Michael Cohen warned us about Trump. You know, yeah. he decided, you know what, I'm going to just lay it out there. I think there's Parnas another... Is, Go ahead. I was just going to say, Parnas is also in that category of someone that's like, well, I've screwed the pooch, and I might as well come clean and do a Michael Cohen. So I, I, I like that, you know, in as brief of a time as it is, history is repeating itself, and yeah. I, I wish it was pointed out more. Well, I think there's another word you you might have been struggling to look for too, and that's. That's People taking pleasure in your pain. Yeah, so so you know Trump cultists. I know you don't understand you know many you know German words except for like you know, Siegheil, Mein Kampf, things like that. Um. But wow. Schadenfreude again means just that: taking pleasure in someone else's pain. Um, we don't have a single word for that in you know um, in the United States uh, in English. So we relied on the Germans. That's one 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 great contribution from the Germans. Um, and uh, yeah, so when we say we want to hear from Lev Parnes, you know what? Sometimes Trump cultists, you're you're a little bit right. About how, yeah, we will throw. We we just want to see every, anything and everything thrown at Trump to see what'll take him down. Sometimes you're right, 
But again, this is a big fucking story, and it's all related. You know, they, they want to keep crying about, oh, the Russia hoax, the Russia hoax. It wasn't a hoax. Everything that was pointed out with, you know, coordinating with Russians, you know, to take down a political opponent was verified with the phone call to uh, uh, the Ukrainian president, Zelensky. You know, he did... A perfect, he, a perfect phone call. Yeah, a perfect phone call. Did you see that all caps tweet he put out the other day? Yes. Yes, I did. It generated some pretty funny memes. Um, uh, but, but yeah, I... Um, We'll talk about that a little bit later, but yeah, let's uh, let's get to this second clip here that I have from Rachel Maddow and Lev Parnas. But yeah, you know, don't be fooled, Trump cultists. This is not about loving Lev Parnas, although you can't spell love without Lev. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's true. Uh, here we go, part two. This is. Um, you know, it, it, he has no doubt this was, you know, the phone call to Zelensky was all about the Bidens. And everybody knew, everybody knew that Lev Parnas was working on behest of Giuliani and Trump's. Uh, so here you go. When you say that the president knew um, about your movements and knew what you were doing, are you saying specifically, and I want to sort of drill down on that, that the president was aware that you and Mr. Giuliani were working on this effort in Ukraine to basically try to hurt Joe Biden's political career? He was he knew basically. about that. Yeah, well, it was, it was all about Joe Biden, Hunter Biden. And uh, also, Rudy had a personal thing with the Manafort stuff, uh, uh, the Black Ledger. Mm -hmm. And that was another thing uh, that they were looking into. But uh, it was never about uh, corruption. It was never it was strictly about uh, the Burisma, which included Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. It's all about the Bidens. It was never about corruption. Strictly about Joe Biden, Hunter Biden. Um, in terms of the involvement of the president here, Mr. Parnas went out of his way to note, to assert, that not only was President Trump aware of what he and Mr. Giuliani were doing on his behalf in Ukraine, trying to gin up this investigation to hurt Joe Biden, um, Mr. Parnas says that the fact that he was working for President Trump is a point that was made explicitly over and over again in a very formal way in his dealings, in his meetings in Ukraine. Your attorney told the federal court in New York that you were both Rudy Giuliani's clients and you were working for Mr. Giuliani in his capacity as personal attorney to the president. Correct. Which, by the transitive property, makes it seem like you were working for the president of the United States as absolutely. part of his legal defense. Yes, absolutely. And so did anybody in the U.S. government or Mr. Giuliani actually convey to officials in Ukraine that you were there as a representative of absolutely. President Trump? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all about the Bidens, and everybody knew why why Parnes was there. And I don't doubt that for a second. Um, uh, you know, because again, I'll trust, uh, you know, I'll trust a five-year-old telling me about UFOs before I'd trust Trump talking about anything. I, I think I want to interview a five-year-old about UFOs now. <laughs> That'd be fun. Sure. <laughs> you probably get a, a lot of I like turtles, though. And then, and then, and then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Well, anyway, yeah, Lev, Lev is. Uh, I, I think everybody's. Uh, everybody on the right is like uh, thinking that we're gonna put him on the stand at the uh, trial or something. That uh, the Democrats are gonna put him. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows what he is. He's a criminal. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you know, it's a. Uh, takes a criminal to uh, tell us what the other criminals are doing. Yeah. Yep. And once you're abandoned by the other criminals, uh, you start singing. That's right. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, he got pissed off when uh, Trump told him, said he, he didn't know him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it sort of set him off. But, uh, you know, he fills in a lot of blanks. And what's good about what he's telling us even if you don't use him as a witness, even if you think he's not credible, he gave us witness a witness list again. Yeah. He was able to identify people that they should talk to. Yeah. Again, like John Bolton. It, that would, you know, all, it, it, well, I'll get to that later because that, that, those ads that I'm going to play for you later. It's about the mustachio. Uh, Bolton. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, uh, Miles, any any thoughts on that one uh, before we get to the next clip? I'm I'm I, I'm just <laughs> loving all the name dropping he does. Oh it's yeah, just ama- it, Oh yeah, that's this is this is yes. I mean, it's like you're looking at a jaywalker pointing out an arsonist, and you're like, uh, yeah. We understand this guy's not, you know, mm-hmm. all there, or he's got issues. But uh, yeah, that's a burning building. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> yeah, sure, uh, yeah. Yes. I, I mean, you know, it's it's that, and you know, let's not forget the, um, you know, uh, it's it, you know, criminals. Yeah, criminals. No other criminals. <laughs> they surround. Trump has surrounded himself with so many criminals. So many scummy people. And every time one of them gets busted, I don't know. I don't know. Barely worked for me. Hardly worked. He was only my campaign manager. I mean... Yeah, yeah Michael Cohen, just a coffee boy. All, just a, yeah, coffee boy. Uh, yes. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, he was just a, 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 you know, just a minor infant troopin in the, in the game <laughs> of life. Uh, infant troopin. Yes. <laughs> uh, he so, only was here, uh, about a scaramooch. Yeah. He was only there for like, uh, like a third of a scaramooch, you know, third of was, a scaramooch. He was just, you know, just, just there for, bing, you know, bing bong and that. And he was done. So, all right, this one's longer. Uh, if anybody wants me to pause it, let me know because it's like four minutes long. Uh, but this is um, this is all this is the last clip I have from Maddo. Um, but this is all about the pressure campaign. So uh, here we go. Did you meet with a Ukrainian official named Sergei Schaefer? Yes, I did. Uh, Sergei Schaefer is a very senior aide to President Zelensky. Correct. Uh, it has been. Reported, as far as we understand from public reporting, that you conveyed to Mr. Schaefer the exact quid pro quo that you wanted Zelensky to announce investigations into Joe Biden or military aid would not be released to Ukraine. Is that accurate? 
Uh, it was a little bit more than that. Uh, uh, basically, uh, the message that I was supposed to, that I gave Sergei Schaefer was a very uh, harsh message that was told to me to give it to him in a very harsh way, not in a pleasant way. Who told you to give it to him uh, in a harsh way? Mayor Giuliani Rudy okay. told me uh, after, uh, you know, meeting at the president at the White House, he called me. The message was, it wasn't just military aid, it was all aid. Basically, the relationships would be sour. That you would, that we would stop giving him any kind of aid. That uh, unless. unless that there was an announcement. Made, well, several things. There was several demands at that point. A, the most important one was the announcement of the Biden investigation. Did you also? convey to him that the U.S. government would stop showing support for Mr. Zelensky, that they wouldn't attend the inauguration? Or that-, well, that, was, oh, that was the biggest thing, actually. Uh, that, was the, that was the main, uh, wasn't, because at that time you have to understand the way Ukraine is. For President Zelensky winning on that platform, being a young president and not really having any experience, the number one thing, and being at war with Russia at the time, the number one thing for them was not even aid, and I know it sounds crazy, but it was more of a support from the president by having a White House visit, by having a big inauguration, by having all the dignitaries there. That was the key. And at that time, uh, they were already aware because of their uh, conversations with, uh, I guess, with the embassy that President, I mean, Vice President Pence was supposed to come to the inauguration. It was already discussed and they were planning it out. They were just working on days that would be good for him. At our meeting, I was very, very stern. It was a heated conversation from our part to him, basically telling him what needs to be done. I mean, basically me. And at the at the at, in the conversation, I told him that if uh, he doesn't, the announcement was the key at that time because of the inauguration. That Pence would not show up. Nobody would show up to his inauguration unless he announced an investigation into Joe Biden. No U.S. officials, particularly Vice President Mike Pence, would not come. It was to particularly the Vice President Mike Pence. So. The day after that meeting that you had this with was Mr. Sunday, Schaefer, uh, Sunday the twelfth. I believe it was the following day that, in fact, Vice President Pence's Absolutely. visit to the inauguration was canceled. Well, it was after my phone call. The conversation that I laid out to Mr. Schaefer was uh, basically what I was told to do by Giuliani and the president. And then afterwards, I relayed back to them saying that he's going to get back to me later tonight, and we're supposed to meet. Then around 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock at night, I text him back again saying, any word, what's the situation? And at that point, uh, because on WhatsApp, you could see when a person like disconnects you, and he disconnected me, our conversation, he basically oh, disconnected me. He blocked you? He blocked me. And I understood that that was a no. So I called back and said, uh, no go. And he, uh, I remember really going, okay, they'll see. And basically, next day, Pence, uh, uh, to my awareness, Trump called up and said to make sure Pence doesn't go there. So, the so you ch- believe that Mr. Pence's trip to the inauguration was canceled because they didn't agree? Oh, I know, hundred percent. To announce the in- investigations into that. Well, because there's other the chain of events that t- that was the key to what, where we are today. Because after that, what? Let's take a look at what transpires. Next, within the next couple of days, all of a sudden, they realize that uh, now uh, they get word because obviously when Pence cancels, they get word that Pence is not coming. So now they realize that what I, what I was telling is true. Yeah. I mean, he laid out a lot of stuff there in four minutes. Mm-hmm. A lot of really damning stuff. Again, I'm not saying that he's the most honest person in the world. But all that sounds pretty basic and pretty credible and kind of what we already thought was going on. 
we didn't need him to come out and say this to know that that's what everybody been saying all along, <laughs> you know? I mean, well, it's, sure. it's just nice of him to be the one to say it. And again, like I said, he's he's corroborating what we've been told by others. So his his statements line up with a lot of stuff that was told under oath. You know, we we, we know that the uh, the ambassador was. We didn't know she was under surveillance, but we knew she was told. Well, somebody said of her that uh, she was going to go through some things. Isn't that what mm-hmm. Fat Donnie said? Yeah. And, yep. uh, you know, we knew that, that Rudy was trying to, and Rudy himself admitted he was trying to get rid of her because she was in the way of their little scheme uh, and wasn't cooperating. So, um, nothing he said contradicts or is offline from everything, like you said, we already suspected or knew from other sources. Mm-hmm. It's just he's colored in a couple more blacks. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's like we knew there was a paint by numbers, and he brought the paint. <laughs> right. We know what the picture. We knew what the picture was. We knew it was a bird on a tree. We just didn't know what color the bird was. Right. Um, and that no, bird no. is Parnes, and he's a songbird, a stoolie. <laughs> so uh, anyway, a, Michelle. A- Michelle, is this is this a little bit uh, too heavy uh, for you? I'm good. The only thing that I keep thinking in my mind is everyone that Trump is connected to, are they all just really bad bit players from the Sopranos TV series? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what it sounds like to me. Easy answer, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, good observation. So, so yeah, uh, Miles, uh, you want to throw anything out there before we go to the break? Um... No, no, everything's been covered. This is, right. this is, uh, I do like that with the delay that Nancy Pelosi put in there, it allowed for this to marinate, for things like this to come out. And, yeah. um, I, I think the timing of the, I like the timing. I mean, I don't know what more could have been gained by her continuing delaying it, because when you think about it, the person that, She's threatening to delay it against is the guy that delayed and delayed a Supreme Court appointment. Sure. Until it just ran out the clock. So I didn't see any more strategic value in running out the clock. <clears throat> I like the thought of bringing it out and keeping it in the news as opposed yeah. to making the news about her. Understood. All right. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and run to the break. We will continue this and get some reactions from people on. Uh, uh, do you know this man? <laughs> I love the answers we're getting. I love the answers we're getting. They are they are fantastic. So many lies. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we're gonna go ahead and take a break. Um, and let's see, we'll go ahead and listen to uh, um, we'll listen to a bobber song. Uh, something uh. Oh, yeah, let's see Swimming Upside Down. That one's a good one. We haven't heard that one in a while. So, yeah, let's go ahead and listen to Swimming Upside Down. When we come back, we will, uh, again, like I said, hear, hear, hear how well they some folks know Lev Parnas. 
And then uh, when Adam gets on, we'll start talking about Trump's legal team. <laughs> boy. Oh, oh, boy. That's a good one. So anyway, uh, let's go to the break. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com
I am Miles Legant, inviting you to listen to Mike Check Radio. Every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, our host Adam Hebert will be bringing the latest in politics and nerd news to discuss, including movies, games, and anime, all while putting up with boss-level button-pushing from yours truly. I'm your huckleberry. Also, my lovely wife Michelle, the mistress of mayhem, will be there to pwn Adam for his use of the F-bomb. I'm nice and sweet and pure, so fuck off! And Metal Master Kenny Pick will help keep the show on the rails with a stern but guiding hand. Remain calm! All is well! All is well! Indie Media Weekly, doing the best with what we have to work with. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are... From the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! What a worth it's showtime. It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, joining me as always, Mr. Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, also heard on the Tim Carmel Show. Welcome back. Back to the 90s. Back to the 90s. That's what I say. <laughs> and, of course, uh, also uh, sitting in for all three hours tonight, since rain is off, uh, Miles Lagan, Port St. Lousy, Florida. Welcome back to you, sir. Thank you, sir. And your lovely and multi-talented wife, Michelle Lagan, Port St. Lucie. Welcome to you. Thank you, thank you. You're very welcome. Now, I have some breaking news <laughs> uh, let me see uh yeah i, I I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, my news flash by michael shannon news flash you stupid fucking cock 
Uh, so <laughs> haven't, haven't dusted that off in a while. And the stupid fucking cock we're talking about. Uh, former uh, breaking former GOP representative Chris Collins sentenced to 26 months for insider trading and lying to the FBI. Oh, who would have guessed? Oh, who would have guessed? No, isn't that just sad? Ah, uh, yeah. So, uh, a criminal Republican? What? Say it ain't so. You'll find Jesus <laughs> in jail. Don't worry. You'll uh, find Jesus, and then he'll run for office, and they'll say, well, you got to forgive him because he found Jesus. Oh, remember that crazy, punchy Magoo who tried throwing somebody over a balcony? It didn't work out so good for him. No. He kept trying to run. I, I don't even remember that dipshit's name. I'll throw you over the fucking balcony. You little nerd. Was that one of, was that, one of that was one of Montana's guys, right? The big. No, he was. He he was. I think he was from Jersey or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. So I don't remember who it was, but it doesn't matter. But yeah, Chris Collins. See ya, buddy. Enjoy that twenty-six month vacation. That's two years and two months. In case anybody didn't tell you, that's a long time. That's that's, that's a long time. Michael Grimm, yeah. by the way, is who you were thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't he from New Jersey or something? New York one. New York. Okay, I was close. So yeah, New York. Well, what is it with these New York New Yorker Republicans? I don't so. know. They just can't keep out of trouble. Gee, can't it's almost out. like they have a role model to in the White House or something. To wait. Um. So, <laughs> uh. Anyway, speaking of their role model in the White House, this is something I wanted to talk about. Uh, and we'll get to those reactions that I was talking about. Um, but uh, this is from uh, Joe DiPaolo over at Mediate from yesterday. Impeach for making a perfect phone call. Trump's latest rage tweet becomes an instant meme. <laughs> uh, Trump's latest impeachment rage tweet was a big fat pitch down the center of the plate. And the internet knocked it right out of the park. <laughs> moments <laughs> moments after sports. this. <laughs> sports. Yeah, this is. I can I can go with. This is tip top sports. Tip top. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, moments after the Senate was sworn in uh, for the impeachment trial, which begins next Tuesday, uh, Trump went off in an all caps, <laughs> as <laughs> as is often his wont. <laughs> uh, I just got impeached for making a perfect phone call, Trump wrote. I mean, look at that. Just begging to be memed. Twitter did not disappoint. Taking the gag in several different directions. First, there was the classic "win you" template. <laughs> when the pizza, de- <laughs> when the pizza delivery instructions are 100 percent clear and they still get the toppings wrong, I just got a peach for making a perfect phone call. <laughs> <So> <laughs> when you, or or the, the, another setup for it. When your boyfriend dumps you after drunk dialing, <laughs> I just got a peach for making a perfect phone call. <laughs> Uh, when tape a call fails again, (laughs) (laughs) when you forget to hit record before a 40 minute interview, (laughs) (laughs) when my dad asked, (laughs) asked, uh, asked tween, wait, when my dad asked, asked tween me, what? I don't know. When my dad asked me why the phone bill is so expensive. 
Uh, <laughs> when you get written up for taking a call on the floor at your high school retail job, I just got a beach for making a perfect phone call. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, when you call the pizza place to ask if they sell pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then others opted to parrot the tweet and they're all caps dis- dispatch. Uh, I just had a sweet green salad that was very filling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being impeached because I had perfect buzzer tape to my chest. <laughs> A perfect buzzer tape to my chest. I don't understand that, but it's funny. Oh, this one's the best. I just saved a bunch of money on my car insurance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and oh, I should have been reading who who's who wrote these. I'm sorry, but Anna Anna uh, Annika H. Rothstein uh, put. I just got dumped for being too hot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, J. Ellis oh. Weinstein. I just had lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and finally, there are references to famous phone calls in pop culture. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Scream nineteen ninety six. Uh, telephone Lady Gaga featuring Beyonce twenty ten. So. <laughs> But anyway, and I tweeted to, uh, I, I actually tweeted to him, um, shit, let me, um, I got to go to Twitter to find it because I don't remember the exact wording. I did an all caps tweet at him, but nobody really cared about it. Um, and uh, yeah, I want to log in. That's me. That's me. Um, and uh, let me see if I got notifications here. Um, yeah. Seriously, I just want mentions. Where are my mentions? Um, oh, this was mine. I've known Jeff for 15 years. Terrific guy. He's a lot of fun to be with. <laughs> 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 and then I put sleazy DJT. Um, uh, Send one. I just made the perfect tweet and nobody liked it. <laughs> I just, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Curtis Ray Mead did like my. That's a, that's a cousin Curtis uh, from. Hopefully they'll be returning for season two of. Uh, uh, what the heck's the name of their show? The Lunatic Parade. Hopefully they'll be returning for season two at some point. Uh, I don't know if that's how they're operating, but they are on hiatus right now. Boy, that's cold. Uh, so <laughs> Susan's got the attic door open. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> Hello, turkey's done in here. So, <laughs> sorry. Um, sorry if that's an offensive reference, but that's what happened to All me. Right, that, I thought somebody said something devastating to you. And No, I said turkey's done. Oh, he's a yeah, I know. I know what he <laughs> My nipples got hard, Joe. So, <laughs> you know, like when the little timer pops up on the turkey, <laughs> turkey's done. <laughs> do, you, do I have to tell you guys all these euphemisms? Michelle knew it. So, yeah. um, so there's this turkey thing. That... <laughs> Turkeys have nipples. What? You sure can milk do. them. You can you milk them. Turkeys, you see them. You, could, you tried to milk him, didn't you, you sick son of a... <laughs> so... Uh, How do you milk a dog is what I want to know. Very carefully. So... <laughs> now, you just, now you just brought up that Robert De Niro bit from uh, what, with the parent 
Yeah, uh, meet the, the fuckers yeah. or whatever. <laughs> the cats have nipples. Yeah, yeah, you can milk anything with nipples. I have nipples. Can you milk me? Yeah, I, I thought I had those clips, and I just cannot find them. Um, uh, nope, I got nothing. So uh, anyway, all right. So let's let's get back to some of the audio clips here. Uh, but yeah, I just I, I had to read some of those those tweets. They were hysterical. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead before we get to the reactions on on Lev Parnas. Oh well, yeah. Here, let's play more Lev Parnas from Anderson Cooper. Let's play that. This one's kind of short, and then I'll play you the the ads. We'll we'll do that. I think. When the FBI came to my house uh, uh, to raid it, my wife felt embarrassed because they said I had a shrine to him. I mean, I had pictures all over. I mean, I, I idolized him. I mean, Trump. I thought he was a shrine the to savior. Trump. <laughs> you, you, did you think you were friends? Absolutely. I mean, again, I went from being a top donor, from being at all the events where we would just socialize, to becoming a close friend of Rudy Giuliani's. To eventually becoming his ally and his asset on the ground in Ukraine. The, the president has said, when you were arrested, the president of the United States said uh, he didn't know you. I don't know those gentlemen. Now it's possible I have a picture with them because I have a picture with everybody. I don't know them. The truth is out now, thank God. Yesterday was a big day for us. I thank God every day. I was worried that that day is not going to come. I thought they were going to shut me up, make me look like the scapegoat, and try to blame me for stuff that... I wasn't done, but with God's help and the great legal team that I have besides me, we were able to get the information out, and now it's out there. So I welcome him to say that even more. Every time he says that, I'll show him another picture. <laughs> I love that. Oh, Lordy, I hope there are tapes. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, um that's that's hysterical that's hysterical he he has uh he's got he, he has pictures from his shrine he can share he thought trump was the messiah he was the savior remember when they used to accuse us of that joe with obama oh yeah yeah but hey this guy uh he's got some greatest hits isn't he yeah hey. He's he reminds me. I guess we could call him Lev Zeppelin. Yeah, Lev Zeppelin. Yeah, because he's like the Hindenburg. <laughs> yes. Oh, the humanity! Oh, the humanity! <laughs> oh, the Trump manity. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> the inhumanity, really. But yeah, I mean, Michelle, how hysterical is that? You know, he's he's just like, sure, you know, uh, we'll we'll uh, I'll share another selfie. I just hope that none of those are hot tub pictures, Miles. <laughs> oh, jeez, he's sort of the he's sort of the Lev is sort of the Gene Uber of Ukraine, 
isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. uh, I have a life-size cardboard box with a hole in it. <laughs> oh, look at that. Uh, the time of my life. <laughs> uh, here you go. Here's, here's Gene Huber talking about his, uh, his cardboard box of Trump. I got a six-foot cardboard box of President Trump in my house. What? And I salute that every single day. And I pray and tell him, Mr. President, I pray for your safety today. And I'm not lying. I do that every single day to the president, but it's cardboard. (laughs) 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 I swear I do that. (laughs) I swear it's cardboard. <laughs> well, I had friends. What was made out of gin boxes? These were my friends, and they were made out of gin boxes. <laughs> a cardboard swine. It's a, it's a six-foot cardboard box of Trump. It's a cardboard cutout, Gene. Unless it's a box, I don't know. Is it a box? Uh, I, you know, did you cut out a hole in the mouth? What did you do? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, so he can stand behind it and make him talk. You know. Okay. Uh, put his finger up his ass. <laughs> Michelle, you're not buying that? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I also know what sort of cuts you can get from cardboard and how. <laughs> well, it is Gene Huber, and he goes, Duh. So, uh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it must be nice to be brainwashed, though. I'm proud to be brainwashed. I've got a clean brain. You could eat off it. Yeah. So. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Gene Huber. I got to play this one. Gene Huber of the Ukraine. (laughs) So, every time you say Gene Huber, my brain starts racing because I think uh, I keep thinking of Gene Rayburn. So. (laughs) So, Don't confuse the two. No, no. What's the craziest place you made whoopee? Uh, (laughs) In the end, no. (laughs) That is a classic one. (laughs) Wasn't that from Gene Huber asked the the craziest place where somebody made whoopee and some woman said anally? (laughs) Oh, yes. 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 In the butt. In the butt. Yeah, I've seen that on YouTube. Yes. Yeah, that's a classic. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, hey, I gotta play this one more time for Gene Huber. These were my friends, and they were made out of gin boxes. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> that is from. Thanks for your consideration. I think, or for no, I'm sorry, for your consideration. Um, the uh, Christopher Guest film. Uh, <laughs> and uh, all right, let's go ahead and. Um, Let's see what we have. Uh, hold on. Audio, audio. Um, eh, I might save it because uh, we blew through a lot of it. So it's Yeah, it's like five till. So we went through a lot of it, and I don't have a ton more, but uh, I want to get Adam's reaction on some of this some of this garbage. Uh, hopefully he's, he's home and around. I haven't checked the chat room or anything, so... Match game. Thank you, Francie. Yeah, that's right. Um, match game. Yeah, not Gene Huber, but Gene Rayburn. <laughs> no, Gene Huber would not be on the match game. Thank you for what you do to us, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you're cardboard. <laughs> oh. 
Let me see if I... Yeah, well, I, so when Adam gets on, we're going to do our back to the 90s uh, defense teams. Is that oh, what we're yeah. Doing? Yeah, yeah. We're definitely... Yeah. Oh, it's it's classic. And I we're going to revisit the 90s, greatest greatest trials of the 90s. We're going to... First, the O.J. Simpson trial with, uh, with uh, Alan Dershowitz. And then, of course, the... Uh, the Ken Star five-year fiasco. Yeah, boy, oh boy, we're going right back to the '90s with this one, aren't we? Yeah. And, 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 and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> play you some more Gene Huber there. <laughs> and that was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah the '90s. Oh, he's oh, cardboard. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got all these cardboard cuts in my area. Left <laughs> it out in the rain. I left it out in the rain. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to soften it up. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what I was looking for now, Joe. Thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> I, I was going to play a short audio clip, and I forget what it is. It's okay. Don't forget, he let me on stage, you know? Yeah. Holy cow, he was cardboard. <laughs> uh, I liked him, he was cardboard. <laughs> oh, man. He's a cardboard box. Anyway, let's go. Podium. All the people there, they're cardboard, too. Made out of gym boxes. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, let's get a break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we will get Adam Hebert on the line with us. Uh, lots more fun coming your way uh, right here on the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night, right after this. Turn up the night. If anything, going to happen. Remember where you are. You know what happens on this program. The people who are careful what they say. What's going to happen? Something wonderful. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. These were my friends, and they were made out of gin boxes. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um... Some attention, please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going. Keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Hang on a 
second. I got it coming up here for everybody. Five-point questions. Girls, tell me where specifically is the weirdest place that you personally, girls, have ever gotten the urge to make whoopee? Olga? Um. <laughs> it was in the ass. So... <laughs> Anyway, welcome back. And that was from the newlywed game, actually. So that was Bob uh, Eubanks, I believe. Uh, and, of ah. course, uh, welcome back. to the show. Gene Rayburn was spared that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe not Gene Huber. Uh, but welcome back to the show. Uh, Miles Lagan, Port St. Lucie, Florida. Hello. Thank you. Hello, hello. Uh, Michelle Lagan, Port St. Lucie. Welcome back to you as well. Yeah, but Gene Rayburn had to had to put up with Charles Nelson Riley, so you know he he went through his hey. own personal hell at times. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello, hello. We <laughs> we take it in the butt a couple times up here in Scranton too. <laughs> no. uh, well, you never know. You so. never know. <laughs> And last but not least, joining us for uh, the the back end of the the last two hours of the show tonight, Mr. Adam Hebert from Clarksville, uh, Tennessee. Insert funny joke here. Oh, okay. the position, Adam. Uh, well, yeah. no, actually, I do have a funny joke because um, Kenny, you you played the audio of that guy who couldn't answer a simple question on Tuesday, right? The, uh, uh, mm, uh, mm, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I, and I finally, I finally realized why that seems so familiar to me. Okay. Has anyone here, has anyone here seen the untouchables before? Yes. yes. All right, good, ago. good. So you remember that one scene where Malone is at the Academy and asking the, the guy, why do you want to be a cop? Yes. And he can't give an answer, and Malone says, there goes the next chief of police. Yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah. There goes the next secretary of defense. Yes, and, and again, just as Louis Gohmert always reminds me of my favorite lawyer joke, what do you call what do you call a lawyer with an IQ of 50? Your Honor. So Now, there are plenty smart judges. Not many smart Texas, in Texas? judges. In Texas? Uh, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, well, welcome, Adam. Uh, so glad you could join us. Uh, I saved uh, some fun audio for you that I thought you'd get a kick Ooh. out of. Um, and I, I thought we'd find out how everybody's memory is doing on Lev Parnas in this segment. And I, I think I want to start with uh, Nunez. Uh, <laughs> and uh, let me see. Oh, seriously, come on. Um. Yeah, here we go. Uh, this is uh, th th so. This is from how long ago was this? this was, I think this was just last month. Uh, let me see. Um, yeah, from December sixth, twenty nineteen. Devin Nunes uh, on Martha McCallum. So this is probably more like from December fifth or the whereabouts there. Uh, but here he is, uh, uh, you know, he lied about, it, when the call records came out and the metadata and everything, it, it showed, holy shit, this crook, Lev Parnas, this scumbag, has been talking to Nunes. 
And he was on Martha McCallum's show back then and said this. What did you discuss with Lev Parnas? <laughs> well, I don't even know because I don't, I've never met Parnas and like I filed in federal court. And so, you know, it's a great question because many people want to know, including myself. So, mm-hmm. you know, so you we're never working, had any phone conversation with him. We, we have not been able to confirm that yet. <laughs> you, I mean, you don't, you don't think you would remember if you had a conversation? You have, to, you have to remember, you have to remember, we are the House Intelligence Committee Oversight Committee, okay? So we get calls from people every day, okay. all, all walks of life. I get them from all over the world, allies and people that aren't our allies. Uh, in this case, I, I just don't know. Now, were these I have calls to get my from phone records. cell phones oh, or from but, your but, office phone? Well, we don't, we don't even know that. We don't Wait, even know did that. No. You- oh, Bullshit. Such bullshit. Well, what a difference a month makes. Because now uh, he's finally remembered. Devin Nunes is finally remembered, Joe. And uh, I know, well, I'm sure. uh, (laughs) Go ahead. He he remembers. Now, first of all, the, the phone, the phone call was made to his cell phone. Yes. Now, I'm going to ask everyone here, how many here or in the chat have the cell phone of your congressman? Huh. Um, you know, I thought, uh, no. raise your hand. No hands. Okay. No hands. No hands. And if, even if this they were raised. This guy calls his cell phone. Where the hell did Lev Parnas get Devin Nunes' cell phone. Probably from Devin Nunes. Self, how many people have your cell phone? Uh, how many people have your cell phone out too? Well, not no. many. Not probably. no. There's too many. Yeah, For I would say maybe yeah, m- maybe a hundred I mean, people. And everyone, and you have you have your your favorites uh, list in your cell phone. Sure. So you have people you regularly call, people that regularly call you. You know, just about everybody that calls that cell. Mm-hmm. Right. It wasn't his office phone. It wasn't the phone of 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 the United. He didn't call the switchboard at the United at the Capitol building and ask for Dem Nunes' office. Yeah. Like you would, or I would. That's not the way the call came in. It went to his private cell phone. And you're telling me you don't know all the people that you have given your private cell phone number to, and you're a congressman? Mm. Bullshit. Yeah, I remember um, I interviewed years ago, years ago on the show, the former lieutenant governor of Ohio, Lee Fisher. And they would not give me a number to call. I had to provide a number for them to call, and they blocked their number calling in. And it was before we had the tech for me to play it for everybody. So everybody else was like, couldn't hear him on the line. I had to hold the phone up to the microphone and, or, or so I, oh, they, they could hear the interview, but they couldn't talk to him. Only I could talk to him. So, uh, so yeah. So, I mean, you know, politicians don't just give their phone numbers out willy nilly, even when, you know, I was arguably kind of doing him a little bit of a favor by having him on the show, but you know it, it wouldn't have made a difference. You know we didn't have that big of an audience, although it was when I was filling in for Nicole Sandler, so I did have a bigger, bigger audience back then when I would uh, um, 
you know, follow her show or something. Uh, but, um, or when I filled in for her show. But anyway, um, yeah, it, it's it's a great point you make there, Joe. Now, let's get to where, where Devin Nunes is uh, five weeks later. This person has a real problem with the truth, not to mention he's been indicted. Oh, don't be so hard on yourself, Devin. You haven't been indicted yet, but give it time. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. He's talking about Lev Parnas. Very, very strange. So, And we also talked back then about the fact that your phone number showed up with calls to him, to Lev Parnas, um, in, in a like list of data numbers. And you said that you didn't recall uh, speaking with him um, or whether it was on your cell phone or your office phone. Have you have you figured out the answer to any of, the, of yeah, those questions? Yeah, and if, if, you, if you recall, that was brand new when that had come yeah. out when I came on your show. Right. I just, uh, I just uh, didn't know the name, this name Parnas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what I always like to remind people is, you know, we are dealing with people every day. We're an oversight committee. So we have incoming calls that come to my office, to my cell phone, et cetera, et cetera. And then, sure. you, you know, you know now that uh, he had called my cell phone uh, and I didn't know his name. I didn't remember the name, but I did remember going back, looking at where I was at the time. Cause you know, you can do that now. You actually know where you physically are, checked it with my records. Oh, you could always do that. It's called a memory. Never mind. Right. And it was very clear. I remember, I remember that call, uh, which was very odd, random, talking about random things. And I said, great, you know, just talk to my staff and boom, boom, boom. And that's, which is So there was no discussion about... Okay, all right, all right. So much bullshit right there. Bullshit. we got to play both bullshit, bullshit clips right now. Bullshit. <clears throat> okay, yeah, just talk to my staff after you have given you my cell phone number. He admitted right there, it was on his cell phone. Just so, such so random. I didn't even know the name. Of course you knew his name. You gave me your cell phone number. Then you say, talk to my staff? I mean, that we need to find out how he got the number. Anyway, continuing the clip. The, about the Ukrainian ambassador, there was no, was there any discussion about the Ukrainian ambassador and the, the fact that she should be removed in that call? Well, the first time I remember the name Yovanovitch, the ambassador, was not until this impeachment sham mm-hmm. started. Uh, you have to remember what I, w- what I would guess uh, I would be interested at that time because and we still have an ongoing investigation yeah. into what the Clinton campaign, specifically Fusion GPS and others, who oh, in Ukraine on. they were working with and why they were involved in the Russia hoax. Oh, so uh, the oranges. They, the- I hope they now go and take a look at the oranges, or the oranges of the uh, uh, investigation. The Mueller report, I wish, covered the oranges, how it started, the beginnings of the investigation. <laughs> how- anyway. <clears throat> um, yeah, so, uh, you know, Fusion GPS. I mean, uh, should we start looking at Uranium One and Pizzagate again? Oh, don't give them ideas. Yeah. Maybe I'd Jade. Go back to Jade Fast and Furious myself. Sure. Jade Helm. Why not? Jade Helm, you know. I'm sure, they QAnon can help him out with that. They so, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, they know how to dig out basements. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> basements in their mind. Um, but, I, I, I mean, you know. There's so much bullshit there. It's such a lie. You know, I mean, you don't call somebody's cell phone number and then, oh, yeah, talk to my staff now. No, you talk to this staff first. Or the the office, then maybe the staff. You know, you talk to, like, an intern, then maybe the staff, 
then maybe the staff gives you his cell phone number. Probably only after it's been cleared with the person himself. That's such bullshit. Miles, what, I, what do you I, think? I, oh, go I, ahead. Totally. Dude. Yeah, this guy's got... this. He is... So you can tell that he is trying... It, it's a savior face. He's trying to scramble out of the embarrassment of this. And you can tell... When she asks him the question, did you talk about the ambassador having the ambassador removed? Did you notice how he immediately said no? Never even heard that name until the, uh, until he never heard the name until she came to testify. His, his, he, he should have immediately just said no, but he didn't say that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's scrambling. You're I right. Mean, it it was just word speak. It's a, it, like when um, Trump is talking about Parnas, and they they ask him about him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, lots of pictures, blah 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 blah." And then he says, "I don't think I remember." That's 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 parsing. That's word speak. That's mm-hmm. you know that's dancing around words. Yeah. That's your classic, you know. Depends on your definition of is. Yeah, Joe, uh, what were you going to say? Well, I, I think I find it curious that he, he he's the ranking member of the oversight committee in the House. And he doesn't know the name of our ambassador to one of the hottest spots in, in Eastern Europe. A, a, a country that we give millions of maybe a billion dollars to in military and domestic aid to shore up that country. And he's sitting on the oversight committee. He doesn't know the ambassador to that country. Yeah. That's pretty fucked up. Uh Uh-huh. That's a lie. Either either it's a lie or you're pretty stupid. Yeah. Uh, Could be both. Don't 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 sell Devin Nunez short. Don't misunderestimate a conservative. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Hat and, tip, and you know George what, Devin, w. Bush. When you get caught in a lie, here's some advice: don't have a cow. Oh, ah! see, there you go. Uh, so that Adam, was, that was a very moving joke. Yes, it was. Um, Adam. He's, utter, he's utterly oh. guilty. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, and, uh, but yeah, Adam, uh, what are your thoughts on, on Nunez uh, in his sudden remembrance? Uh, I think he's screwed. He knows he's been, you know, he knows he's been made. And uh, guess what, folks? Parnas has the receipts. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I still think that, uh, you know, the the GOP is still in its Heil Schittler phase. They're not going to do anything about it. But um, I, I think, uh, I think you know, Devin Nunez is screwed. It, yeah. It, you know, again, Parnas has the fucking receipts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- Michelle, uh, any thoughts on that before we uh, roll along? I am good. 
Okay, so let's uh, uh, Mike uh, uh, Mike Pompeo is that his name? Why am I not remembering Pompeo's first name? Yeah, you got it right. Oh, okay, it is Mike Pompeo. It just didn't sound right. Well, for a well, second. rational people try to think as little about Mike Pompeo as possible. Can true, true, and Hugh Hewitt, but uh, the 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 brain trust of Mike Pompeo and Hugh Hewitt uh, 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 happened today. And Hugh Hewitt asked uh, Pompeo if he knew Lev Parnas, because apparently Parnas is, uh, and, and many other people have indicated that Pompeo uh, knows a lot more than he's admitting to. And this is what the dullard Pompeo said. Do you know Lev Parnas? Never met him. All right. Until this story broke, were you aware that Ambassador Marie Ivanovich was being surveilled while serving as an ambassador? Yeah, I'd never heard about this at all, Hugh. Okay. Now, until, uh, until the story broke, I had, had best of my recollection, I'd, I'd never heard of this at all. Really? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to find out a lot more about that, too, because that just, <clears throat> you know, uh, no, I just, just don't say. believe it. He did say best. To the best of my recollection. Collection. Right. Yeah. Parsing. Because remember, to the best of his recollection, he didn't know anything about the phone call on July 25th? Yeah. Remember? To the best of my recollection, I I don't remember that that phone call. Yeah. But then, like, a week later, he says, yeah, I uh, I was on it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, it was a cardboard cutout. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, I mean, uh, I don't think, Michelle, I don't think anybody here trusts Mike Pompeo as far as we could throw him. Not I. So, and uh, wasn't it great to hear Hugh Hewitt again, though, Michelle? Oh, yeah. He has such great follow-up questions, you know? Oh, I know. But I will say this. One thing I notice is he sounds really hoarse. Like, he's being worn down by this. He's like, oh, I can't believe I even have to defend this schmuck anymore. When is this going to be over? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. just like he's he's constantly having to to talk to defend this asshole. Oh, well... Yeah, I don't think he minds defending this this asshole. Very low energy. I think he's I think he's all in on this asshole. Well, somebody who sounds a real worse for wear on this is actually Trump, uh, and good for Jim Acosta for trying to stick for for sticking it to Trump and getting him to you know lie 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 about Lev Parnas. Another uh, now one thing I want to point out from um, Nunez, though, um, the way he's he's even trying uh, the way he says Lev Parnas's last name, he says Parnas, Parnas, like he's intentionally like saying I've never even heard the name Parnas, so it's like it, it's almost like he's trying to like do a goofy exaggeration of the pronunciation, you know, whereas most people are just saying Parnas, you know. Um, but, um, this is, but then again, people call him Nunez or Nunez half the time. So I don't even know what's right there. Um, but here's Trump whimpering. He's a cowboy. Yeah. I I love this, uh, this clip. The right wing was like, 
pushing this clip as if this was like Trump really nailed Jim Acosta in the White House, told him to, he said, quiet to him. Yeah, after nearly two minutes of, of not being able to give a straight answer to him about his association with Lev Parnas. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just so funny because Trump is just so, so spineless sounding here. It's pretty great. And, uh, you know, hats off to Jim Acosta. Your response to Lev Parnas who says that your efforts in Ukraine were all about 2020. You just wanted Joe Biden out. What's your response? Well, I don't know. I don't know, Parnas, other than I guess they had uh, pictures taken, which I do with thousands of people, including people today that I didn't meet, but uh, just met him. Uh, I don't know him at all. Don't know what he's about. Don't know where he comes from. Know nothing about him. I can only tell you this thing is a big hoax. It's a big hoax. Uh, we call it, uh, this is the current hoax. We've gone through the Russian witch hunt. Uh, we've gone through a lot of them from probably before I came down the escalator. But certainly since I came down the escalator, you take a look at what's happened. And in the meantime, our country, it doesn't matter what he's doing. He's trying to probably make a deal for I don't even know who this man is, other than I guess he attended fundraisers, so I take a picture with him. Uh, I'm in a room, I take pictures with people, I take thousands and thousands of pictures with people all the time, thousands during the course of a year. Uh, and it, oftentimes I'll be taking a picture with somebody, I'll say, I wonder what newspaper that one's going to appear in. No, I don't know him. Perhaps he's a fine man. Perhaps he's not. I know nothing about him. He just but I can tell you that this. More than I, just taking pictures with him. He says that I don't know him. I don't believe I've ever spoken to him. On the phone with Giuliani, and he said, I don't believe I've ever spoken to him. I meet thousands of people. I meet thousands and thousands of people as president. I take thousands of pictures. Uh, and I do, I, and I do it openly, and I do it gladly. And then, if I have a picture where I'm standing with somebody at a fundraiser, like I believe I saw a picture with this this man, but I don't know him. I had never had a conversation that I remember with him. So when uh, you certainly, do, let me just tell you, you just have to take a look at the polls. Quiet. You just have to take a look at the pictures. You just have to take a look Whoa. at the polls. You see, I don't need anybody's help. We're doing phenomenally well. The economy is the best it's ever been. We have never had an economy like this in history. We just made the two best trade deals in the history of our country. We are doing well. I don't need the help of a man that I never met before, other than perhaps taking a picture at a fundraiser or something, if that's where we stand. It sound like this was just about taking out Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah, really, really, you know, after two minutes, finally said, quiet. Let me talk about the polls. The polls are great. Unless they're fake news polls, then I don't like them. Uh, I mean, he just sounded gutted and spineless and just he, feckless. He, he sees the end of this. He realizes that when the house, when the economy starts to collapse, which is what's going to eventually happen, it's basically coasting on autopilot from, from the you know President Obama's term. But eventually... Yeah. The damage this man has done is going to kick in, and it's going to be a kick to the balls of the American economy, and people are going to be lining outside the White House with pitchforks and torches. Well, another year the tariffs are going to go real well. Did you see the numbers that came out on, on the damage caused by the tariffs? And gee, guess what, Trump cultists? Guess who paid for them? Us, not China. China's going to be doing great here. Chinese New Year coming up. Their economy's in for a huge boon right now, and I've heard they bad things about China. What's that? 
I've heard some bad things about China's economy. Yeah, I've I've heard mixed, but right now, I mean, for the short term, they're about to have a huge boon to their economy from the new year because they like triple prices. Okay. I, I, they triple prices for things over there during the Chinese New Year, um, and people save up, you know, all year for this, you know. Um, so uh, yeah, so it's it's you know, but you 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 could be right. I mean, in certain sectors. Uh, you know, their economies are much different than ours, obviously. Um, yep. but you know, they're, you know, certain sectors are going to have a short term boon over there and that's going to make the markets over here nervous. So, uh, we'll see. But, um, uh, again, I'm talking like I know a lot about finances and I really don't, <laughs> so, but you know, I do know this, I do know this little tidbit because actually i was talking to uh i go to a chinese restaurant downtown and i was talking to the guy and he was like saying you know uh he started talking about chinese new year because I, I just wished him a happy you know new year but i knew he was chinese and, and then he started talking about it and he was in you know we, we had an interesting little conversation about how it all goes down over there because this is an interesting tidbit michelle um the 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 latest line of migo figures uh is is being delayed because of the chinese new year because okay. everything you know they're they're ramping up for this and it's like the factories just can't meet the demand for everything else leading up to the chinese new year so american products get put on the back burner <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that's, uh, you know, products for the American market, I should say, or the Western market, uh, because they actually do sell in the UK and Australia and stuff like that too, in Canada as well. But, um, anyway, that little tidbit, uh, shit, it's time to go to the break. Um, but yeah, when we come back, uh, we have one last list of clay coming up, uh, Joey word, I'm going to do a reverse call in with him. Uh, so, uh, that'll be fun. He uh, reached out to me and said he had some uh, uh, a list for us. So I was like, "Well, hell yeah, let's let's go ahead and uh, get that fine, sir." And uh, let me see, is this the right clip? Okay, so I don't want to play the wrong Green News report again because uh, I felt like a real heel for that. But anyway, uh, let's go ahead and we run to you, Kenny. yeah. Thank you. Let's run to the Green News Report, and uh, I'll let you guys fight among yourselves on who's going to do name-calling tonight. Um, and uh, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> I get no fighting involved. All right, we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Adam will do name-calling. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally, I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com it's Thursday, January 16, 2020. Climate change threatens every living thing on this planet. We have got to take on the fossil fuel industry and all of their lies. I would declare a state of emergency on day one on climate. When we do this, we have to make sure uh, that we make people whole. We can create millions of good paying jobs. The question is, how are we going to make sure any of this 
actually gets done? Great question. Green News reports special coverage. Climate change pervades the final Democratic presidential debate before 2020 voting begins. All of that pervasion and more. Is that a word? Straight ahead from Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Climate change has come to America from coast to coast. Coast to coast. Or as it will be called in 20 years, Cincinnati to Denver. (laughs) This is your Green News Report. Well, okay, Desi Doyen, you have been begging for it for years, and I think you finally got it. Climate change issues were just throughout the entire presidential debate on Tuesday night. Yeah, that's pretty good news. Climate change is no longer an outlier in presidential debates, at least in the Democratic presidential primary Mm. so far. It was a running theme in the debate in Des Moines, Iowa on Tuesday, where polls show climate change is among the voters' top priorities. There was a really good chunk dedicated to climate change in the debate itself, and the six candidates frequently raised the issues of climate and environmental justice themselves. Even when they weren't being asked about it. Exactly. In a section on international trade, for example, independent Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders said he's voting against President Trump's new USMCA trade agreement with Mexico and Canada because it doesn't even mention the words climate change. And given the fact that climate change is right now the greatest threat facing this planet, I will not vote for a trade agreement that does not incorporate very, very strong principles to significantly lower fossil fuel emissions uh, in the world. Billionaire businessman turned climate activist Tom Steyer, who brought climate change into nearly all of his answers, agreed with Bernie Sanders on the need to incorporate climate targets into every facet of U.S. policy. We cannot put climate on the back seat all the time and and say we're going to sign this one more deal we're going to do one more thing without putting climate first if anyone's going to buy their way into this race as he did well at least he's fighting our climate crisis. South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg raised the issue of environmental justice when he was asked if he would use federal funding to relocate communities, farms, and factories, which are still reeling from the record floods in the Midwest this past spring. We are going to have to use federal funds to make sure that we are supporting those whose lives will inevitably be impacted further. And that disproportionately happens to black and brown Americans, which is why equity and environmental justice have to be at the core of our climate Thank plan. Thank you, Mayor Buttigieg. Former Vice President Joe Biden focused on the jobs boom that would be generated in an economy-wide investment in climate-resilient green infrastructure. Biden also told farmers in Iowa how climate policies would help them, too. We're the only country in the world that's ever taken great crisis and turned it into great opportunity. And one of the ways to do it is with farmers here in Iowa by making them the first group in the world to get to net zero emissions by paying them for planting and absorbing carbon in their fields. Senator Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota was the only candidate to mention a price on carbon emissions. And she also differentiated her policies from her fellow candidates by rejecting the idea of a ban on fracking. 
when it comes to uh, the issue of fracking, I actually see uh, natural gas as a transition fuel to where we get to carbon neutral. Carbon neutral by 2045 to 2050. But environmental groups say that expanding fracking in the United States will entrench long-lasting fossil fuel infrastructure for decades. And that could make that carbon neutral target by 2050 difficult, if not impossible, to achieve. Finally, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren focused on tackling corruption and breaking the stranglehold of corporations in government as crucial to enacting meaningful climate policy. Industry came in and said we can make big money if we keep them divided and make no change. Priority number one has to be taking back our government from the corruption. That is the only way we will make progress on climate. So the good news is all of the Democratic presidential candidates clearly get it on the need to act swiftly on climate change. That's in contrast to the climate science denier currently in the White House. The other good news is that all of those who are raising hell about this, it's finally getting heard, at least by the Democrats. Yep. For much more on this story and the many we couldn't get to today because of our special coverage, please stop by our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. And our thanks to those of you who support our work by stopping by bradblog.com slash donate. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Let's go! This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. I think Ken Starr is a lunatic. I really think that Ken Starr is a disaster. Uh, I hated the way the president handled it. It was a long and terrible process. I, I really think that Ken Starr was terrible. <laughs> I love the 90s. Uh uh-huh. All right, uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, Joe, I think I came up with a great theme for name-calling tonight. I think we should uh, tell people demonstrably false uh, statements. Okay. Since we've been hearing a lot of them. <laughs> I'm all in. So so there we go. Uh, everybody can get in on the action. We'll take turns. And, of course, uh, Miles Lagon, Port St. Lucie, Florida. Welcome back to you, sir. The Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio. Hello, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and it, would you are you in for telling some lies uh, to our chatters? Um, I'll set I'll I'll set the tone so you, I'll set the tone so you guys okay. understand which way to go. Okay. And um, Michelle Lagan, Port St. Lucie. I know you're one of the most honest brokers in town, but maybe you can tell a couple fibs to our chatters tonight. I I, I will try. I okay. And last but not least, our ringmaster for uh, name calling tonight, uh, Mr. Adam Hebert, uh, Clarksville, Tennessee. I always pause. See, I, was, I was just going to give everyone a bad movie to watch. 
No, no, we're going to tell them some bad lies. We're going to stay on topic here. So, um, uh, but uh, my mouse isn't working. Oh, <laughs> it, don't it's worry. It's because of the cats. No, hang on. I just think I just get a. It has these two little rubber pads on the underside, and sometimes they get a little bit of a hand scum buildup on them. So I think, yeah, that worked. So I just scraped that off. That's disgusting. Um, but uh, I, sh- I should, well, it's and just it's what, what happens, you know, you get oils from your hands, you know. Um, so uh, my hand in particular. Uh, but yeah, so all right, Adam, let's go ahead and uh, let me get to our jingles and uh, we'll uh, do this. There all you go. right, let's get straight to the biscuits. Okay, there we go. Oh, all right. First up, we can skip over me. I'm no one important. Uh, first up, we got Baylua, who is visiting Dothan, which is near my old stomping grounds of Enterprise, oh. Alabama. Oh, and I can tell you right now, Baylua, I happen to own Ricky Martin's complete discography. Oh. I, 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 wow, that's a whopper of a lie. <laughs> all right. Uh, next up, we got uh, Side Guy. Joe, would you like to take the helm on this one? Yeah, I <clears throat> I, I wrote the the Wrath of Khan. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're supposed to lie about them. About uh, them? Am I am I mis- no, misunderstanding no. the exercise? Kind no, of- just a demonstrable lie. It just it, it doesn't yeah, like that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that was my my line. I I wrote that line. Oh, okay. (laughs) Good one. Yeah. Well, a little 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 follow up uh, on that little known uh, trivia about the Wrath of Khan is Joe originally wrote a a movie called The Wrath of John, which is uh, about John Boehner. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Who's next? Next up, we got Francie. Okay, uh, uh, Miles, go ahead and tell Francie okay. a lie. All right. Um, uh, well, I plan on going to see uh, The Black Widow when it comes out, and I expect it to be as big a cinematic masterpiece as The Kingsman. Oh, God. <laughs> God. Wow. I, wow. <laughs> That movie. He's lying. He's, yes, yes. What? Oh, I, I know he's lying. Lie? I'm supposed to tell a lie? Oh, is that how it works? Okay. Uh, I have thoughts about the Kingsmen, and they're not positive. Um, I know. That's why right. I, I combined next a lie with a button push. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, right, great. Next great. Up. Good job. Sorry. Next, next up. We've got Heather. Michelle. Be honest with um, Heather. Um, I once walked into the middle of a Class 5 hurricane to save a poster of Trump. <laughs> okay, now I know that's a lie. Now, if it were a kitten, if it were a kitten, I'd believe that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow, that's funny. All right. Uh, who's next on uh, the list, Adam? Adam, did you mute? 
Hello, Adam. In the middle of name calling, or did we just lose him? Uh, he says he's there. Oh, now he's back. You're back? Hebert? Adam? Adam? Okay. All right. Well, it looks like I'll continue name calling until I hear a word from Adam. So, um, all right. So, uh, all right. There we go. Sorry oh, about that. I'm okay. back. I'm back. All right. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Cat. Well, Cat, I'm going to tell you right now, my favorite Kiss solo album was the Peter Chris one. It was so good. Uh, Here's a good lie. Here's a good lie from Yow Goodness. I wrote The Wrath of Grapes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Andy Herbert. All right, next up, we have uh, Mr. Ken. Who's this guy? Ken E. Peak? Well, you can skip me and go straight to Dad. Hi, Dad. Uh, all right, Ken Sr. And Joe, go ahead and lie to, uh, to my dad. I have a cardboard cutout of uh, Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> Does it keep his underwear on all the time? No. I put underwear on him. <laughs> <laughs> I put underwear on him. And, oh, he, he loves me. I pray for him every night. Every Alan, night. I say thank I you for what you do to us, Mr. Alan, President. Alan, I pray <laughs> no. for you every night, Alan, that you be safe, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, the cardboard cutout is smarter than the original. <laughs> and uh <laughs> and uh okay uh all right go adam who's next uh next up is a man who's so cool he could keep a sight of me in for a month mr joey word cool black dude all right miles tell joey a lie um let's see the uh the impeachment uh proceedings uh this tuesday will go so smoothly there won't be any raised voices. Oh, yeah, that seems reasonable. Uh, <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> oh, Cat asks if Dersh is a never-nude. Yes, oh, yeah, uh -oh. I'm sure he is, yes. There's nothing please, wrong I with hope it. He, there are dozens of us. Dozens! Because <laughs> Tobias Fimke was a never-nude, and he was at a never-nude rally. Uh, you know, yeah. Do you know why Alan Dershowitz is an ever-nude? Because he's gross? No, because when he takes a shower, he doesn't want to look down on the unemployed. Because <laughs> you're talking about his penis. Don't say penis in this <laughs> Get out of my All house! Right. I didn't say go. it. All right, who's next? All right. uh, am I supposed to call Joe? Uh, no, we're just skipping skipping us. Okay. Just, just people who are in the... Yeah. Keep it moving. All right, all right. Yo, meow goodness. Michelle. Oh, no, Miles. Um, Miles, it's Miles' turn to lie. No, he just, no. Did, he just did... Oh, yeah, okay, Miles Michelle. Just lied. Michelle. I know, I was there. Okay. My, 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 my... Uh, okay, I have a confession to make. I, I, I have been a faithful... An avid listener to Dr. Laura. <laughs> she still have a show? <laughs> <laughs> Thought after she said know. the N-word like 18 <laughs> times on her show, she uh, she kind of fell off the face of the planet. Yeah. 
She's not a never nude because there are nude pictures of Dr. Laura out there on the internet, folks. Just so you know, fine conservative. And they could all be used as hippocats. Or you, they'll keep vermin out of your house too if you put them by, by like a you know, uh, uh, you know, mouse holes and things like that. You can so. you can use them to ward off. You can use them to ward off evil spirits like. Uh, yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, next. Uh, Pictures of anybody. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Keep going. All right, next up. <laughs> next up is President. Uh, President, my favorite vegetable in the whole world is okra. <laughs> 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 oh. All right, hurry up, Adam. Right. Who's next? We got Trojan Rabbit. All right, uh, Joe, you you end with uh, give him a whopper. Okay, you know, the last time I went to the hair salon to get my hair cut, I told the girl to give me the Levin Parnas. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. The Lev Parnas. <laughs> oh. Wow. So. Uh, and fi- last but definitely not least, Will from Chicago. All right, uh, Miles, go ahead. You finish it out. Give Will a lie. A lie? New York pizza is better than Chicago pizza. You son of a! <laughs> that that's not a lie. <laughs> oh, we can't. No, no, no. you are maligning my. Oh, well, Chicago pizza is it's it's actually a, a casserole. <laughs> yes. It's got it's True. got body to it. It's got body to it. Yeah, that they put bodies in it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Chicago, after all. Yeah, Chicago. Oh wow! You know. I caused a fracas. <laughs> it's God Bud. It's a God Bud <laughs> pizza. You, they, they give you a little Jimmy Hoffa and every bite. So it's a God uh, Bud now, pizza. <laughs> while we get while we get joy, I will say this. I've been I, I um you know speaking of people I don't want to see nude. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, you know, is it just me or do, does Kellyanne Conway look like she drank from the wrong Holy Grail and survived? Uh, maybe, maybe. So, uh, let me see. I gotta, I gotta make sure I've got the right contact information. But yeah, she's, she's, uh, she's looking like she's having some she, difficulties in her life. She could have also been forced to endure the home die, you know, that could be, and become the mummy. All right, I'm hoping I have this set up right. Oh, wait a second. I think do I? I don't know if I have this right. Uh, cause I'm not sure if this is set up for his cell phone number. Uh, mm. even your believe in yourself, Kenny. You can do this. Yeah, I'm just gonna try and add him and see if it works. Uh, and see what happens. It should be. Hopefully, it's calling his phone, and not his Skype. I don't know if I. Yeah, I don't know if this is gonna work or not. So. Yep, unavailable. Ah, shit. I thought I had his phone number saved in here. Uh, maybe I have it saved in a different... Uh, um, uh, I got I to gotta figure out how to see his contact information. I should have asked him about this before. But anyway, uh, go ahead and talk about New York-style pizza, Michelle, for a minute versus Chicago-style. Okay. I want here, your thoughts on here. this. Here's my viewpoint. I like both. I actually like the other pizza. There's a Sicilian-style pizza I like. 
I like the New York style. I like a deep dish just as long, you know, or a Chicago style, just as long as there's not too much grease in the crust. You know, don't make it like Pizza Hut used to try to make. That oh, stuff God. was sucky and horrible yeah. and nasty and made me sick. Um, I like multiple different varieties and combinations of toppings. I am very easy with my pizza, you know. I'm easy. I like Chef Boyardee homemade pizza. Yeah, I can, oh com- boy. I can confirm that. It's, oh. a com- it, it's a comfort food for me. It's like Kraft macaroni and cheese. You know, it's something that's just comforting. But, you know, I like a really good pizza, too. We have a great new high-end Italian restaurant in our neighborhood, and they make brick oven pizzas. Oh, I'm in heaven when I have their pizza. But, you know, I, I will... I will get a fast food pizza just as quickly as I'll get, you know, a high-end one. I'm I'm easy to please when it comes to pizza. See? So I'm, I'm yeah. at, you know, just like Philly cheesesteaks. I don't care where you get the Philly cheesesteak from. I'll eat it. <laughs> so, sure, sure. So just as, long, yeah, just as long as there's no health code violations, I'm happy. Yeah, so oh shit. I need Joey's phone number cuz I don't I don't have it saved in here. I think he just used to call me all the time on his phone. So uh Joey, send me your phone number on on uh Facebook, please. So uh I do I'll, get a really big giggle when rain and everybody else starts arguing about pizza. It makes It me is laugh. fun. It is Look, fun there's, stuff. There's some things that aren't worth arguing about. Pizza is not one of those things. Okay. What? Pizza's worth arguing about? Why? Yes! No, it's not. <laughs> there are bigger things in life that are more worth arguing about. You take that back! I don't like eggplant. I'm sure somebody out there will uh, defend so... eggplant with their dying breath. I would. So. I see? love eggplant parmesan. Yeah. I can't eat it. I can't eat it. it. It's a texture thing, though, for me. So, you see, you know. Well, if you make the eggplant parmesan crispy. Yeah. That's that's the only way to do it. That's the way you have to have it. You have to have it crispy. That's the only way to do it. Yep. So, because it's got to be pounded thin and crisp. Crisp, crisp, crisp. Because until pretty much it's just breading. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, you have to have it crisp. Soggy, yeah. uh, you know, soggy, it's no good. Yeah, see, I'm not a cooked vegetable fan because when I grew up, my mother overcooked vegetables to the nth degree. You know, when she served yes, lumpies, which is stuffed cabbage, the cabbage was translucent. It was cooked so much. Yeah, you were telling me about yes, that. We've heard stories. Yeah. We've, so. we've heard these stories. So, wow. From an Italian's point of view, we had a. My grandmother used to make slice eggplant real thin, and put put it in with uh, uh, pepper, hot pepper, and um, oil in layers in a crack, and fill it up with oil, and then put a a dish on top and a and a rack, and just let that sit in the basement for months, and it would pickle. Oh, <laughs> and it was delicious. Oh no. Yes. All right, I am. I am so sorry for the delay on this, but I'm trying to call Joey right now. Hopefully, he he picks up right away. Uh, I think I got the right number in here. Joey, are you there? 
Yes, sir. All hey, right. I am so sorry for the delay. We'll go over a little bit for you for your list. But here, let's make it official. I think I just took for granted that I had your cell phone number, but I think it was just that you you would call into the show. And before yeah, we I always used to... Number. Yeah, we just used to get you on... I used to add you on Skype all the time. So I'm sorry I didn't ask for the number sooner. My most heartfelt apologies. But Joey, it's great to hear from uh, you. No problem, brother. Yeah. Hey, it's great to hear from you, man. The rest of the guys there, Adam, uh, Miles, uh, Michelle, and my whole boy, Joe Dogs. <laughs> hey, I'm here. <laughs> I'm a cloud boy. Cloud to you too, Joey. Hey, how you doing, kid? Doing good. Doing good. Hey, I took care of that thing for you, that thing. Hey, don't talk about Italians, okay? <laughs> uh, okay. Well, he took uh, that thing. Took a one way uh, a camping trip to the woods, capiche? Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> uh, he's, uh, we, we say he sleeps with the fishes. <laughs> he sleeps with the oh, Chicago style pizzas. <laughs> Sorry, sleeps with the deep dish pizza. Oh, <laughs> I, can I break in real quick? Sure. Um, I heard they made up a new term for like the sleeps with the fishes. <laughs> on, on on a show I was I, I was I was uh, on a game I was playing the other day. They call it banging the angels. Banging the angels. Okay. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was um, and you get blood all over your nice new suit. <laughs> you know, I I had an idea kind of like that um, when I was when I was younger and much more morbid. Um, you know, there's a there's a an organization, a no kill um, shelter uh, called Angels for Animals. Well, I wanted to go the opposite route and do an all kill shelter called Animals for Angels. Oh no. Oh, oh no. Wow. <laughs> Give yourself a buzzer for that. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> it's dark, I know. It's a joke. Oh, please. So. Please. I'm calling the ASPCA right after the show. God damn it. All right. So, Joey, you said you had at least one list for us. So, uh, what do you have? Um, I have my hip hop list. All right. And, is the, and uh, you doing? Said, you, well, I got I got more than I got more than uh, I have more than ten favorite hip hop albums, but these are the ones I picked, and you know, and I'll, I'll go ahead and read them off to you. Let me see here. Number ten is DMX. All right. His album is is dark and it's dark and hell is hot. And Very cool. some guys from your town, some rappers from your town, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh yes, East nineteen ninety, yeah, East nineteen ninety, nineteen ninety nine Eternal. And these are my guys right here, number eight, the Wu Tang Clan, the Thirty Six oh, wow. Chambers. And uh, and it's an old, it's an old, it's an old school one here. Uh, Eric B and Rakim paid in full. Uh, Run DMC, Raising Hell. Oh, Public nice. Enemy. Uh, uh, number five, Public Enemy. Uh, uh, it takes a uh, takes a millions millions to takes a millions to hold us back. And uh, it's another Run DMC I like. You know what I'm saying? They first they first album. You yes. know, Run DMC. It was titled Run DMC. And number three is Dr. Dre, The Chronic. Okay. And number two is Ice is Ice Cube. 
America's Most Wanted. All right. Number one. All right, let me do the drum roll. Let me do the drum roll for you. <laughs> it's uh Tupac Shakur of Tupacalypse Now, my favorite my favorite hip hop CD of all time. His first CD. And nice. he got a dope, he got a couple, he got a lot of dope songs on there. I had I remember at one point I had you play one of his songs on the night show. Yeah. Uh, that song Soldier Story. That yes. I heard that uh, I, I need to do more research on it, but I heard that uh, that song was based on a true story. Mm-hmm. So I got to do, I didn't have time to do the research on it, but Tupac is one of my favorite rappers of all time. Him and then come Ice Cube, you know, them are my two favorites. So that's my top nice. 10 hip hop list. But I got a surprise for you. Yes. I got a top 10 heavy metal list. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. I'm excited now, about I I, I, I'm, I was excited about the hip hop list, but now, <laughs> I mean, I'm really excited about this because you know how much I love metal, and I'm always looking to get somebody else's yeah. perspective on it. So, all right. Yeah. <clears throat> Let me see it. And now these are my personal my personal picks. You know, I don't know how you feel about these, some of these guys or or the people in the chat room, but these are my favorite picks. Uh, number 10 is Motorhead, Ace of Spades. Nice. Uh, no, <laughs> number nine, Iron Maiden, the number of the beast. Oh, number perfect. Eight, <laughs> number eight, uh, Judas Priest, British Steel. Wow. Uh, num- number seven, uh, Dio, Holy Diver. Awesome. Number six, <laughs> Number six, uh, Anthrax, Amongst the Living. Among, Among the, the living. living, follow me or die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, number five is Slayer, Hell Awaits. Nice. Number number four, Ozzy Osbourne, Blizzard of Oz. Classic. Number, <laughs> number three, ACDC, Back in Black. That, that, that's my shit. <laughs> Number two, Metallica. This this is my shit. Ride the lightning. Oh uh, yeah. Number, my number my number one though is, is I love I, to play hold the on. guys in my ride because I gotta <laughs> I gotta play the drum roll. I gotta give the drum roll. All right. Yeah, number one is Megadeth. Peace sells, but who's buying it? Boom 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 because it pounds in my ride. <laughs> that uh, that bass line for peace sells, and then when the guitar starts coming in, the the real high pitched yeah. guitar. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Fun yeah, fact. Like, uh, uh, fun of destruction. That's my favorite song. I like to play in my ride. Fun fact about the song "Peace Sells," but who's buying? In case anybody doesn't know, for years they used the bass line for "Peace Sells," but who's buying for MTV News. That bass line that went bum 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 bum. So yeah, I remember that. Uh, it was funny because yeah. uh, a friend, a, a friend of mine growing up, Steve, his father was a bass player, and uh, I took my bass guitar over and and wanted him to teach me how to play that bass line, and he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dave Ellefson. It was the bass player from that. He's now, I think he's back with Megadeth after being gone for many years. 
Uh, but yeah, he's a an amazing bass player. Um, yeah. Yeah. But no, great yeah, list. Like a fr- yeah, a friend of mine up in the class, like I sent you a picture once that they had uh, 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 what's his damn name? Uh, that he, uh, it's a double neck guitar. He got two of them. And Steve. I remember, remember me sending you that picture, the Dave Mustang edition. Both of them yeah. are Dave Mustang edition guitars. Yeah, I would be scared to play one of those, honest to God. I think I'd hurt myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> break my jaw with it or something. Um, but I knew Megadeth so was gonna. I knew I knew Megadeth was gonna be number one. Great list. I love both the lists. Those are awesome. Yeah. Um, nice. you know I'm a big fan of Run DMC right off the bat. Uh, you oh, know yeah. I mean that that was and listening to uh interviews with um uh what's well, DMC who's uh the surviving member right. Uh, uh, him and Run both surviving. Uh, Jam Master J got killed in a music studio. Oh, okay. You know me and Jam Master J got the same birthday. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, me. Uh, uh, I forgot his real name, but uh, you know, uh, uh, James something I forgot. But you know, he's a good. He's a damn good producer and DJ. Yeah. You know. Well, there's an interview with with DMC um, on this thing called Behind the Vinyl. It's like a Canadian thing. And basically, they'll play mm-hmm. like a, an artist, one of their big hits, and they'll sit down and they'll listen to the record. And they played uh, Walk This Way. And he tells the story about how they recorded that. And they were just kids. And they were like, yeah, we want you to do a cover of this song. And they and he, he's like, we were listening to the song. And we were like, what the hell is this hillbilly shit he's singing about? Hey, Diddy, Diddy, put your kitty in the middle. You know? And they're like, but it was a big hit. I know, but he said that basically the producers called and were like, you need to fucking do this. You need to fucking do this now. Listen to the song. Figure out what you're going to do. And I guess they were, when the first takes they were doing the song, they were like rolling their eyes in the in the booth and everything. Like, you know, they just didn't even care. Um, and uh-huh. it, it was really... <laughs> It's a funny fucking story. It's really funny. So I'll I'll, I'll try and find I'll find that and share it with everybody. I'm, I'm just not... disappointed that there was no Fresh Prince in there. Oh wait, I'm still lying. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I was uh, hoping one song I like about I like by him is uh, uh, Brand New Funk. That's it sounds good in a ride when you you know you pound it in a ride though. That Brand New yeah. Funk. You know, it's only. Only song I really like by Fresh Prince. I like that I goofy. Like that <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that too. A Nightmare on My Street's funny. Yep. Uh, that's in our <laughs> Halloween playlist. Uh, but no, I. But seriously, Joey. Uh, I mean, what happened to you know? Uh, what happened to your love for Vanilla Ice? Where's he? Oh, I I, I might as well love Kid Rock. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I forgot to tell you. It's one lie I want to tell you guys and guys in the chat room. I'm a bass player for Kid Rock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. You know, here's a fun fact for you. This is not a lie. But my brother-in-law, Bob, Susan's brother, played bass in a band called Rash, R-A-S-C-H. Um, and the, the drummer was this gal named Stephanie. 
and she is the drummer for Kid Rock now. Oh shit! And and I'm friends with her brother or with her brother Byron. He he's uh he's a musician in Cleveland, but yeah, she uh and I I just to me it breaks my heart because she's you know it's like I I don't want to tell people how to feel or 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 deal with things or anything, but you know she's African American uh-huh. she's African American and she drums for for this fucking white trash piece of garbage. I guess I don't know you know. <laughs> I, I don't. Again, I'm not going to try and white explain how somebody should take a job or do what they're doing, but I, you know, I don't know. It, it strikes me as odd. Well, I guess I guess it's for the I guess it's for the dividends. I guess the dinero, the money, the moolah. Yeah, I'm sure it doesn't hurt on the resume. It doesn't hurt on the resume either. So, uh, but, no, it wouldn't hurt. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, Even so he's a he's an asshole. You know what I'm saying? People love that piece of shit. Oh, he is especially a piece here of in Nashville. Too. Oh God! It's like it's mm. he doesn't he fucking just steals other people's shit in the worst way. He's a man. He's a culture vulture, dude. Yeah, he's straight up, man. Steals hip hop. Steals classic rock. He's a wannabe, man. He's a wannabe. Yeah. Now he wants. To, now he's supposed to be. "Quote unquote, double bunny ears, a country singer." Okay. Oh God! You moved here to Nashville. You want to be from the South so bad. I'm the South, homeboy. You not. I'm the South. It would help if he could uh, <laughs> actually sing. <laughs> yeah. But hey, who am I to judge? Uh, so, but Joey, I'm sorry we were delayed, but we'll have to we'll have to get you back in. I think I'm just going to have to reinstate reverse call in and and uh, until I can do something with this stupid phone number. But it was great having you on. But we got to let you go. And uh, but happy New Year oh, to okay. you. Same to y'all. And my birthday's Tuesday, homeboy. I'd be oh. big five one, man. Oh well, you remind yeah. us. You remind us then. But here, here's something on the way out for you. This is your birthday song. <laughs> it doesn't last too long. Hey, hey, your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey, <laughs> hey. Thank you, thank you, all dear friends. And uh, you should have done the Ronald Reagan thing for me, though, man. Oh, oh, I was. Uh, you're right. You're right. I did. I did get this ready, though. I got this one ready. I'm your Huckleberry. There you go. So. Oh yeah, 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 man. It's, it's good to hear from you guys, man. It's always a pleasure, man. And uh, y'all guys take care of yourselves, man. And I love you, man. And we could do this again, man. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And uh, well, I don't know. Maybe when your records are unsealed. Right. My record is sealed by Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah, come talk nerd. Come talk nerd stuff on Mike Check Radio on Sundays in the old Southern Progressive Revival slot. Oh, okay. I could, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I do something. I could do something. I, I hit, I hit Adam up and let him know something. Yeah, we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. So. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, brother. Uh, great talking to you. We'll talk to you soon. Give your mom a hug for me, okay? I will, my man. I will. Thanks, man. All right. Just, just don't actually hit me because I wear glasses. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> just give him okay. a noogie. All right. We'll see you later. See you guys later. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> just give him uh, uh yeah. Just give a, you know, um, just twist his arm. Uh, anyway...
let's go ahead and go to the break. I'm sorry that we ran over, uh, but uh, I should I should have checked to see if I had Joey's number. That is all on me. So my apologies, everybody. Uh, but yeah, so we're gonna go to the break. When we come back, uh, we're gonna revisit the '90s. Um, and uh, also uh, we're gonna find out how Trump's morning morning television is gonna be interrupted. That's fun. Or his safe space will be uh, 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 <laughs> be invaded. But anyway, executive let's. Time. Huh? What's that? His executive time. Oh, his executive time. Yeah, yeah. God, how big of a TV you think he has in his bathroom? <laughs> I don't know, but you have to turn it on fifteen times. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's go to the break. We'll be right back with lots more. Turn up the night right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10:30 p.m. Eastern. Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, Stella! Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Well, look at this. It's 16 after, and we're back from the break. <laughs> Thanks to my stupidity. Uh, but uh, anyway, that was great. Thank you, uh, Joey Word, for joining us on our verse call-in and sharing your hip-hop and metal lists. Both were stellar. And thank you guys for the great pizza debate uh, return to that. Um, that is good. And uh, yeah, so welcome back to everybody. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, The Electric City. Hello. Yeah, those those are great lists. Absolutely. I f- felt like I was in a Pentecostal church and everybody was speaking in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have to send you a care package of heavy metal and hip-hop to cure you of that. Thank you, you. Mr. Thank Springsteen you. Beatles guy. I have some hip pop I have to admit, I knew more of the artists on the hip-hop list than I did on the heavy metal. Come on, you know, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Metallica? Song list. You've heard a lot of those names on the metal list. Motorhead, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth. You've heard those names. I've, so. I've heard I've heard Judas Priest and ACDC and ACDC. It wasn't yeah, and, and, and Metallica, obviously. Give yourself sports. a little credit sports. 
sports sports <laughs> exit light uh and of course adam hebert uh from mike jack radio the whole mike jack radio gang is here huzzah welcome back to you sir hello thank you for having me as always what what is clarksville and, and, and tennessee what 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 should we give what, do we, is does your city have a tagline when you're now entering um Clarksville, Tennessee. I'd have to look, but I know, but I do know what I saw on the board the other day, at the state line between Tennessee and Kentucky. Andy Bashir is governor. There you go. There you go. So, but yeah, when quickly. you're going to, going to Tennessee, do you? Is there a sign like "Welcome to the land of tuxedos"? Or well, there you no, go. I, I'll, I'll look into it. <laughs> I, I, you know, because usually when I'm going in, going home into Tennessee, it's dark, so I miss the sign. All right. But real quick, since we didn't do birthday banners, real quick, uh, today is the birthday of the legendary James Earl Jones, Kelly Marie Tran, and damn it, Betty White. Oh, okay. Betty White. Oh, and, you know, Betty White. Betty, I'm glad. I'm yeah, glad you glad you mentioned James Earl Jones. I wonder if he listens to the show. No. know i mean maybe he's just bored one night you know tired of being yeah. james earl jones but i will say you know uh you know betty white is 98 today as opposed to clan conway who just looks 98 all right <laughs> yeah and i'm sorry i don't like the woman i'm well, sorry i know you cannot like her and don't make it you cannot like her and not make fun of her looks anyway right? let's not just get into the debate right now and We'll just buzz at him. <laughs> Don't do it again. Um, I'm and, sorry, Mr. Peck. And uh, Miles Lagan, Port St. Lucie. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, thank you. And welcome back to Michelle Lagan. Hello, I'm glad I am here. All right, well, we have maybe perhaps our final, final listicle uh, from our uh, New Year's resolution listicles. <laughs> oh, boy. Easiest resolutions ever, really. Um, this is from our good friend Baylua. He wanted to uh, ask him for a list of cocktails, and he has pleasantly uh, surprised me with the list tonight. So here it is: number one, a shot and a beer, preferably Irish whiskey. Oh shit! I should have started with ten. <laughs> Never mind. Let me back this up. Mudslide, no ice, no uh, no ice cream, just equal parts Bailey's, Kahlua, and vodka. Very nice. Uh, nine Irish car bomb. Too soon, too soon. Uh, a dirty Girl Scout. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like something Trump and Epstein would have liked. Um, sorry, sorry. Uh, Sambuca, number seven. There, that's that's cool. Uh, number six, Margarita. Number five, martini, vodka, not gin. Gives me heartburn. Four, endless mimosa bar. Well, that's fun, especially for hangover days. Uh, uh, ooh, three, spicy Bloody Mary with extra olives. That's nice. Uh, I always like the bl the Bloody Marys that have, like, the whole skewer of food. It's like just a oh, pot. Yeah. It's like the <laughs> shrimp and olives and tomato and cheese and whatever. And it's like, it's, yes, yeah, more of it's that. A meal combined. Yep. I love that. I love that. Um, uh, number two, Manhattan. Don't forget the cherry. And I'm sorry I fucked up the first one, but uh, 
shot in a beer, preferably Irish whiskey, John Powers, Tullamore Dew, and a Grolsch. Well, there you go. A Tullamore Dew I highly uh, approve of. We are currently sitting on two gigantic bottles of Tullamore Dew. Uh, and I might have a shot tonight now that you said that. So, uh, my beer is not Grolsch, though. <laughs> Far yeah, shittier. I just recently tried the Lannister whiskey that was out there, you know, for the, oh, the, the yeah, Game, Game of Thrones. Of Thrones. Mm-hmm. It was a $75 bottle. Yeah. Uh, it's too peaty for me. It is It is iodine band-aid peaty. I, wow. mean, I like scotch and all, but it is it is over the top for me. So you're saying it's kind of as disappointing as the horrible writing on the final season of Game Correct. Of All that mashed in plot stuff that they should have <laughs> had five episodes. Uh, speaking of. Yes, speaking of. I was just wondering how uh, Joe was feeling about uh, this season of Doctor Who so far. Oh, not good. I haven't watched any oh, of this. Does that sum, sum it up? The writing um, bad? Oh bad writing? I, I, find, I find the writing terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Susan is yeah. pretty upset with the writing on Supernatural this season. I, I you well, know they're 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 doing they're doing uh what's her name they're they're doing her, her disservice. Jodie Whittaker. Yeah, Jodie, and and you know she, she's going to get blamed for this, but she's doing a great job mm-hmm. with the very bad material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's a brilliant actress because, like I said, she came on right my radar because of Broadchurch, especially that first season. Mm-hmm. And she was brilliant as the mother of of the boy who, yeah. who was. Yeah. Um. So I know she can act. Oh, it's not her. It's the material they're mm-hmm. giving her. You know, it's um. It, 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 you know, for some reason, the showrunners decided to go away from the traditional Doctor Who villains and the traditional Doctor Who backdrops and, and wandered off in the weeds somewhere with some wild plots. And they're confusing and, and um, complex. And they seem to be trying to make a lot of social statements. Like the last episode was about the environment and everything. and a little ham-fisted. Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like you know, I, the, the the showrunners before this were a little bit more subtle with those those mm-hmm. things, and 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 they've made a deliberate move away from the traditional villains, you know, so you don't see as much of the uh, uh, um, uh, Daleks, <laughs> Cybermen, Cybermen. The Cybermen are missing. I haven't seen one one episode with a Dalek. Or Cyberman, they brought back one one villain, the Master. I heard the Master came back. Yeah, but oh, it, it was not good. N- no, no, I didn't. No, so you know, it's well, a, you know, there, there's I, they have to get back to basics, and I understand that the BBC too is underfunding it, which doesn't help. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good at all. Uh, but uh, so, are you saying uh, for this uh, season, uh, you maybe this should happen to the season? Exterminate, annihilate, destroy. 
Well, I hate to see them blame, <laughs> blame Jody Whittaker. No, for for this whole thing and and get a do over. Huh? Get a do over. I'm kidding. Yeah, I you know maybe she should get killed and then regenerate as herself again, but with new showrunners. Or maybe they should get killed. <laughs> yeah, the showrunners should, show regenerate. should regenerate. Yeah. Well, here, here I, I want to I want to say this right now uh, about the the ham-fisted commentary on stuff like that. I'm a huge yeah. fan. Like right now, I'm staring at uh, my copy of Ray Bradbury's The Martian Chronicles, which is the favorite my favorite book of all time. Um, good choice. And Ray Bradbury was able to make very subtle commentary. Like when I was a kid, I would read mm-hmm. these, and I, you know, it was it was you know, it was the first book I read from cover to cover and read again as a kid. And um, it was given to me my, by my grandfather uh, on my mom's side, and um, or I ended up. It, well, I don't think it was given to me, but I think it was. I, I inherited some of his books when he passed away, and I read it cover to cover. I read it again. I read it all throughout. And and it is one of the it, it, in his writing, as you see the world and grow up. Some things sound, you know, seemed like, you know, it was fascinating, but there were some things in it that seemed odd or weird and I didn't comprehend when I was young. But then the nuance of it as I grew up uh, and became an adult, um, I realized there were they were just loaded with social commentary that I never got when I was a kid. So I think when when it's when it's like when you're doing something and it's like, you know, a Captain Planet cartoon, you know, all the evil corporations dumping, you know, green radioactive liquid into the water supply, <laughs> you know? I mean, that that's, again, totally ham-fisted. It's for little kids. It's like, you know, yes, evil corporations are bad. Okay, we get it. But, you know, when, when, when it's going on, when there has been so much subtlety and nuance uh going on with doctor who over the last you know decade or so it's it's frustrating when you see that you know and i hate that kind of writing it's lazy it's cheap and it in and it turns off hardcore fans um you know and and it and yeah so um yeah and and it's not you know they've been doing a heavy thing even last season with with revisiting famous uh, people in history, which yeah. you know they did some some of that in the other Doctor. Oh, season. the Rosa Parks one was just over the fucking top, right? And and they did it again this year with Ada Lovelace and uh, Nora Inyat Khan. Ada Lovelace being the the godmother of computers, yeah. Uh, and and this Nora Inyat Khan who was the uh, a famous spy. During World War Two in in uh, French occupied you know in uh, occupied France and you know all these all these uh, visits to these famous people uh, that's okay once in a while but but they've been doing it almost every episode now yeah yeah those yeah and, and it's I easy to write around that stuff you know like you said it's lazy writing. It's cheap. It's yeah. cheap. It's and and it's um, 
and when and also you know what this does i don't know if you'll agree with me on this or not um miles and michelle i'd be curious to see what your thoughts are when right wingers out there who you know bemoan sjw social justice warriors and sci-fi and stuff like that this is the kind of ammunition that, uh, that i think is handed to right wingers who try and bemoan uh sci-fi and try and like you know ruin the um, uh what what are those awards adam that they they try and ruin every year the sci-fi awards hugo's 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 yeah yeah so when but i want to get miles and michelle's opinion on this real quick adam so hold that thought um but yeah i I just you know you know uh, uh, don't you think that this kind of ham-handed stuff just gives them fodder to attack fans of good socially conscious uh, socially conscious i'm sorry science fiction um go ahead miles you first i'm Okay, so we're, we're specifically referring to Doctor Who? Any kind of sci-fi that's ham-fisted. I mean, th- this... Oh, you know, the, yes. The, there are the, um, the, 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 right, the right conservative right of uh, conti- um, trying to protect the patriarchy is going to always feel threatened by uh, science fiction pushing the boundaries of equality and... Um, trying to you know bring because that's you know you know the 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 boundaries that um gene roddenberry shattered alone i mean that's that's sure so um yeah they're gonna cry and whine no matter what as long as they're uh as long as they see the playing field continuing to be leveled against their you know they they will fight against it because they are they're they're cowards yeah. They live in fear. Um, that being said, there are certain things that I, you know, there were certain things that Doctor Who did that I was just like, eh. but I mean, yeah, yeah, they, they live in fear. Michelle, um, so uh, sci-fi has always been socially conscious. Um, mm-hmm. So has fantasy. If there are a lot of fantasy books you read, a lot of the times the big evil bad guy is organized religion that's just gone overboard and become like the Spanish Inquisition. I'm all for chicks um, and chain mail. Yeah, um, that's actually a series of books that are really, really cool. Um, <laughs> but, um, oh, I love Doctor Who. I love most of the storylines. I love all that sort of thing. I like, I have to say, I did like the Rosa Parks one. My problem is, I think it's trying to become, and people are going to hate me for this, and I, I am sorry. Um, it's just my opinion. Um, I'm, you know, um, but why are they trying to put all these female historic historical figures into the Doctor Who time uh, Who timeline when there's a female Doctor? Why couldn't they have done it more like when you know when yeah. there was a male Doctor? I think they're trying to overcompensate. And yeah, maybe. coming across very heavy-handed. All right, and we got to we got to wrap. Yeah, we got to wrap this up real quick. Uh, but uh, but Adam, you were going to say something real quick. Well, I mean, it was my point was already touched on, which is that you know, as I point out, every time we talk about the Hugo's trying to be taken over by the right-wing <clears throat> idiots, science fiction fantasy has always been a vehicle for social commentary, because. 
you know, again, the the foundation of modern fantasy, Jonathan Swift, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he couldn't he couldn't say what he really wanted to say without having his head cut off. So he says, so he creates the Yahoos and the Brabanagians and the the Lilliputians. Sure. To to center, you know. So this isn't anything new, but I get you know I understand because you know. Uh, it's also similar to comedy. You know, a good joke should be like a knife, not a club. Yeah. Joe, uh, we'll give you the final word on this before we go to the break, but we do have to get run into the break. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's no, uh, you know, but I, I agree. And, and, you know, I said my piece about Dr. Who and their approach to science fiction. So we can go to the break. All right, look at that. We didn't talk politics for a segment on the show. It's like we morphed. Good. For some reason, I don't know why, it felt like we were on Mike Check Radio there. Could it be for a minute? that half of our hosts? Yeah. Could it be that it was like the crew of Mike Check Radio with like, just... Like Invader Destiny. Infiltrators. Like the Invaders. Remember that? It's like... Like that no. old TV show, The Invaders. I yeah. say we embrace this. Let's talk more NFL or Kingsman. No sports. Jesus <laughs> God. Uh. Oh, I'm telling you what. Uh, smack him. I'm right nearby. All right, I, I'm okay with that. So uh, revoke some, re- smack him, and revoke some cookie privileges for when you get back into cookie making. But, um, right, but, make sure, so, but make sure I get the uh, cookies he's not allowed to have anymore. No, that's not the deal. Me. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. You're not part of this, Adam. How Shut up. Sh- How about we <laughs> share? 50-50, Kenny. No. I'll give you uh, 80-20. Uh, no. Anyway, all right. Let's go ahead and go to the break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to listen to uh, some audio of what uh, Trump will be hearing in the mornings when he's on the shitter. So uh, uh, no Mad Libs tonight. Sorry. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. Let's go to the break, and we'll we'll keep this one. Uh, no cancel. What the fuck? I almost did something crazy with my carts. Uh, that wouldn't have been good. So uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, it's been a while since we've heard this. Um, I think we're gonna have an atomic fire size break here. That does not look like the right song. There it is. I have three different versions of Atomic Fire. So. One day we'll listen to all of them back to back, maybe. All right, we're going to go to the break. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. I bring you a message, a message few of you will be able to believe, a message of great importance, a message I alone was able to read in the fires of the universe. But be not afraid, my friends. I also bring you the means with which to turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Remember that. Bring your friends here.
Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. Right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Like Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Clarksville. And thank you twice to Port St. Lucie. Um, and, of course, uh, welcome back, everybody, to the final segment here. The hyphenated segment. Not hyphenated. The abbreviated segment of uh, the third and final... Uh, the sixth. It is the sixth segment. <laughs> I can't do math once I'm home from work. Seriously. Uh, did I tell everybody I have fucking jury duty next week? Oh, no. Oh, sh- shit. Yeah, you did. You mentioned it. Uh, I, I thought you were trying happy. to get out. I'm trying to, but I have to go to it before I can get out of it, or I might go to jail. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot about that detail. Yeah. yeah. Important safety tip. <laughs> um, I, I, just, I, let my, I let my social anxiety disorders take full throttle when I have to go do jury duty, and they let me go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, all, all I do is say I'm diabetic, and they let me go. Oh, nice. You know, I want to... I want uh, yeah, to... Uh, I have to eat mm-hmm. every two hours. Yeah. So if I, they could interrupt the whole trial every two hours for me to eat. Well, now, Tro- Trojan Rabbit is saying uh, I have to choose whether I want to take out the Martian Chronicles as a hard copy or, or a digital uh, or an ebook or a digital audiobook. Any of them, any of them. Uh, you should buy yourself a copy of the Martian Chronicles. Um, it's <coughs> you. You can find it cheap. I have a nice little hardcover. I've tried to. Uh, apparently, now when you upload pictures into Chat Tango, I wasn't able to actually put a picture in. I did it three times, as you can see in the chat room. But there's a hyperlink to the picture of my bookshelves. Like uh, it's not; a, it's just one shelf on the side of my desk where I have all of a lot of my favorite books are like right there. I've got my complete H.P. Lovecraft and the. Is the, that Thoth? Um, yeah, the 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 Toth and Bast statues in there. Those were given to me from my grandfather Buchanan uh, when he passed away. So those stay close to the Martian Chronicles at all times because those are some of the only things I have uh, from him. Um, you know, I, I did not inherit much when he passed away, but those two, those two Egyptian little statues, uh, and the the Toth statue actually still has the price sticker on the bottom of it. Um, Toth Ibis Egyptian three fifty. 
three dollars. It is it is solid. I think it's brass. It is like I mean it's a there. I just tapped the microphone with it. It is like it's heavy metal. Um, but yeah, I it was, could also be copper based on the greenish hue. Um, it's too light for copper. I think it's too light for copper. It doesn't feel soft at all either. Um, well, so I'm not it, a metallurgist anyway. I'm just yeah. making based on the picture. But no, yeah. that's that is a nice collection, Kenny, and I'm, yeah. I'm glad you're able to preserve those memories yeah. of your grandfather. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I have a lot more from my grandfather, Picklesheimer. Thanks to Dad, he's been giving me some uh, some really nice stuff uh, from Herschel. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, I've had stuff of his for a long time as well, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, but yeah, jury duty. Yuck. Oh, one thing I want to say about the Martian Chronicles, um, there is a sequel in the Martian Chronicles to Fahrenheit 451. Oh, did you guys, did you guys know that? I did not know that. That it's called Usher 2. Okay. And and it is uh it's about a guy on Mars and he builds basically a big giant haunted house. And the Martian authorities do not like this haunted house he built, and that's all I'll say. But it is a direct sequel to Fahrenheit four fifty one. And it is fascinating. It is absolutely fascinating. I think there might be an old-time radio uh, adaptation of that from X-1 or Dimension X, one of the one of the two. But anyway, a great fucking story. Great story. It's so good. Did you so ever good. see his TV series? Um, I did see some of that. Yeah, it was a... Didn't they do that on HBO or something back in the day? Yeah, or? it was like in the 80s or something like that. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was fun. Oh, speaking of the eighties, I heard it wasn't that that impressive. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Well, I like crappy TV, so there you it go. Was, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was better than a lot of other shit that was doled out at the time. Um, but uh, it was no tales from the gold monkey. So <laughs> <laughs> I know that reference. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta cash in on this Indiana Jones craze. Okay. Um. So anyway, anyway, welcome back everybody, and uh, uh, let's uh, we we forgot to revisit uh, the '90s. Um, yeah, so uh, let me play this clip again because this is Trump in 1999. I think Ken Starr is a lunatic. I really think that Ken Starr is a disaster. Uh, I hated the way the president handled it. It was a long and terrible process. I, I really think that Ken Starr was terrible. Yeah, so uh, basically, uh, Trump's legal team, and, and I shared this article over on uh, the, the, the group uh, chats on, on Facebook earlier, Joe, uh, from Media Matters for America, and um, uh, <laughs> dig this, Trump's current legal team, Trump's new impeachment defense team has been on Fox <laughs> News over 350 times in the past year. Yeah. Yeah. Gee, I wonder how he vetted them. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I understand um, that now um, Dershowitz, uh, fearing that um, fearing that he uh, he will be uh, ostracized when he goes back to yeah. Cape Cod, goes back to Martha's Vineyard, mm-hmm. um, is trying to now downplay his role 
Oh yeah, there's a, there's an article over here with six thousand yeah. five hundred and twenty nine comments over on Mediaite. Uh, article by Colby Hall. Alan Dershowitz distances himself from Trump legal team. I'm not a full fledged right. member. <laughs> oh, you're a full you're a full fledged member. He's gonna keep his his tidy whities huh? Yeah, the whole time, the whole time, the whole time, because he's in he's in ever nude, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. There are dozens of us. Dozens. Yeah, he's just gonna, you know, it, you know, it, I mean, he's gonna spend his time with, you know, a very old Russian woman in his underwear on the Trump legal team, but he's not a full-fledged exactly. member. He's not a full-fledged member. In Soviet Russia, underwear, where are you? He's never yeah. going to take his underwear <laughs> off during <Never>. the <laughs> Nope, nope, nope. Those are my good nope. fruit of the looms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wouldn't it be cool if he had a security detail that dressed up like the, the guys from the old fruit of the loom commercials? <laughs> You know, yeah. the grapes and everything, you the mean? grapes and the apple, and yeah. the apple, yeah. 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 So, whoa, did somebody turn their audio on? What, um, <clears throat> sorry about that. I accidentally pulled the cable out. <laughs> uh oh, you don't even have a cat for an excuse. So, uh, no, just my own incompetence. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, <laughs> my cats are my incompetence. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so that, that happened. I have a great audio clip here of Chris Wallace just scoffing at this Trump legal team. It's so funny. So, uh, oh, and by the way, uh, he might be, uh, looking for work somewhere else soon with Shepard Smith. I'm not, I, I don't know, but MSNBC is, uh, apparently, uh, looking to hire Shep Smith, everybody. Okay. Wouldn't All that right. be awesome? So, um, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> Shepard Smith mean, was a is a great journalist. He is a great journalist. I'm not gonna fucking lie. Uh, and yeah, I'll tell you, a journalist. I'll, but the fact of the matter is, he ignored he ignored what was going on at Fox News until it was inconvenient for him. No, he didn't. No, I, I disagree. I disagree. I I I, I think. He was trying to actually be a beacon of of truth on that network, and he made jabs uh, as much as he could about about the 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 political hacks over there. So anyway, Adam, let me let me just put it this way: instead of focusing on trying to cause Shepard Smith pain and discomfort. Think of all the pain and discomfort it will cause those on the right to see Shepard so Smith much succeed. So fucking much. Um, oh but, yeah, but Chris, I like this idea. See, see, Adam, I knew you'd come around. Uh, so Chris Wallace, listen, listen to this. Uh, he was on Fox News today talking about the Trump legal team, uh, which is uh, I don't even know the full. Let me see if I can get the full list um, while, while I play this. I'll, I'll get the full list of his legal team. The chief counsel for the president, Pat Cipollone, is going to be leading the team. Uh, and if I were he, I would not be particularly pleased uh, with the team that the president has assembled. Uh, a lot of them people who appear on, on television as defenders of the president. But, you know, when, when you've got Alan Dershowitz already issuing a press release about what role he's going to play, uh, you wonder, is this a, a, a team that is going to be cohesive? 
aggressive and take orders from the lead guy, or are these a bunch of people uh, who are, each have their own uh, axe to grind and their own uh, ego to fill? So I, I would think that uh, Pat Cipollone, uh, who's a very good lawyer himself, might want a, a team that would fall more into line than it looks like some of these will. Are you suggesting that the president wouldn't have signed off on each of these people, Chris? Oh, I, no, I think he absolutely <laughs> signed off on all of these people. I'm not sure that Pat Cipollone would have picked all of these people to be part of his team. Hmm. <laughs> Are you saying the president, of course he signed off on them. He hires the best people. Of course he did. did he and s- they're never the best people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, it's it's, it's a self fucking fulfilling prophecy that he's gonna pick a bunch of bobbleheads and sycophants that show up on Fox News three hundred fifty times in a year. Please, Ken Starr, really? Jay Suckalo is, is irony J- dead. Jay Suckalo, uh, Ken Starr, Alan Dershowitz, Ken- Robert Ray, Pam Bondi. And Jane in Jane Raskin in Jane Raskin. I don't know who Jane Raskin is. Well, you should be happy, Miles, because she'll be out of Florida for a while now. Uh, She's already out, but but the damage she did with Rick Scott. (laughs) Oh God! Yeah, they're they're fucking criminals. Uh, But you have to love. And and earlier, uh, Joe, what you or Rain? Who sent the tweet from Gingrich? <laughs> oh, Rain. Rain. Yeah, Rain sent this, and she, she uh, when Newt accidentally speaks the truth. Okay, Hello. listen to this. Listen to this tweet. Uh, I'll do it in my best Newt Gingrich voice. Let's see. Speaker Pelosi sends Schiff and Nadler. Uh, no, I can't do it. Let's see. Speaker Pelosi sends in Schiff and Nadler, and President Trump sends Alan Dershowitz and Ken Starr. That should tell you everything you need to know about the quality of the two cases. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, thank you, Newt. Amazing. I mean, he did. Did he fucking even think before he hit? You know, send before, send or, or you know tweet. Oh my god, that's so funny. That's so funny. Let's see. Speaker Pelosi sends in Schiff and Nadler. Schiff and Nadler have great records. Dershowitz, the perv, the under. I kept my underwear on the whole time during the Epstein massage. Perv and Kenneth Starr, who's just a fucking disgrace. And didn't he help cover up a bunch of uh, sexual harassment with one of the firms he was with or something? Yeah, somebody uh, tweeted right under that tweet that she sent. Uh, some, some, somebody responded, said, Ken Starr conspired with Alex Acosta, currently Trump's labor secretary. Oh, yeah, yeah. To give Jeffrey Epstein a sweetheart deal for committing child rape in the early 2000s. Alan Dershowitz is alleged to have partaken in Epstein's child rape himself. So, yes, you're right. <laughs> oh, and Pam, and Pam Bondi accepted a $25,000 bribe from Trump to ignore right. his fraudulent university scheme. Yeah, how she yeah. skated on that. <clears throat> See, some he was watching... He was watching... Uh, um, Frankly. He, he, was, he was watching uh, uh, Walter White. When when Jesse said, "You don't want a criminal lawyer." Yeah, you want a you want criminal. a criminal lawyer. 
<laughs> that li- I'll tell you what. This clip has gotten so much fucking so much use. It's wearing out over the last uh, since Trump was put in the White House. Seriously, when the going gets tough, you don't want a criminal lawyer, right? You want a criminal lawyer. Know what I'm saying? I do. <laughs> well, and yeah. think about think about like this. I mean. Mm-hmm. Ken Starr, I mean, clearly has no self-respect because after those terrible things Schittler said about him, he's more than happy to go to work for him. You know, and don't get me wrong, I don't feel bad for him. The guy, the guy is a world-class asshole who ba- who basically led a political, you know, a a waged war against a legitimately elected president of the United States solely because that president beat a guy that the Republicans felt should have won. You know, so I don't feel bad for him. But again, you see this this emasculation of Republicans by Trump. You know, same thing with Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. The man insulted his wife. Yeah. And he still gets on his hands and knees and licks boot. I'm so glad you said boot. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was bracing I was I had I was I was white knuckling the armrest of my chair waiting for what you were gonna say. And I was like, he said boots. He said boots. He said boots. Look, I I wasn't going to do that to you. you. I'm just saying that, you know, Kenny, if I insulted your wife like that, you'd you'd knock my block off. Why I oughta. Why I oughta. I'm, I'm being serious. I would I, never insult your wife like that, but I'm just I, I know. if I did. No decent human being would, would do that to anybody. <laughs> I think Suze would beat him to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah that, that, too. She's my enforcer. Don't fuck around. <laughs> yeah. So, you should have seen her jump between me and this other guy in a bar that I, because this guy was, like, hitting on one of our friends who didn't want to be hit on. And I like got in his face and told him to knock it off. And then he was like, and like got all aggressive with me. And Susan jumped between us and was like, You do not fuck with him. I am not, he's not going to jail over your stupid ass. You get the fuck out of here. She just lost it. It was great. It was awesome. Whoa. Yeah. Susan, Susan's the best. So. Anyway, anyway, we we gotta we gotta wrap it up. I I, I just want to tell play some audio of uh, what Trump's gonna hear from a conservative group, rule of uh, what was it, rule of law Republicans. It's a Bill Crystal group, but they spent uh, like a million dollars so Trump would get to see this commercial on Fox and Friends. Republicans in Congress during the House impeachment inquiry were critical of witnesses without firsthand information. No firsthand knowledge on secondhand opinion. Somebody told somebody, told somebody else. It was not on firsthand information, not even secondhand, not even thirdhand. He was on fourthhand information. Now, John Bolton, a witness with firsthand information, has agreed to testify in the Senate trial. Senate Republicans, Americans deserve the truth. Let Bolton testify. Oh, and there's not just one ad, but there's two. This is Ambassador John Bolton. He was National Security Advisor to President Trump. 
He was in all the meetings in which the president's national security team discussed withholding aid from Ukraine in exchange for announcing investigations into the Bidens. Now, Ambassador Bolton has agreed to testify before Congress. He's willing to do his duty to tell the truth. Are Senate Republicans willing to do their duty to listen? No. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, we know we know the answer to it. This could be a million dollars wasted. I just like the fact that Trump's going to have to see these commercials when he watches Fox and Friends. So could could no, uh, yeah yeah that's brilliant. It's could send the shark could send the sharks into overdrive because you know I know I hate John Bolton I hate hate Bill Crystal but you know what let's see what happens. So. Mm. Anyway, we got to do parting shots right now. Uh, good show, everybody. And, and again, my apologies for throwing everything off schedule tonight with uh, not being prepared with Joey's phone number. Uh, but that was great. It was great to have Joey back on and have those two awesome lists. And uh, thank you also to Baylua for your cocktail list. Very good stuff. Uh, I'm going to go get a shot of Tullamore Dew when we're done here. So... Uh, Tell them more do, tell them more done. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, so uh, let's see. We'll go. Uh, Adam, give us your parting shot. Uh, a, a study recently released said that uh, atheists are more likely to own cats than Christians, to which the logical play is well, duh, who would want to own a Christian? Cats are less. <laughs> <laughs> cats are less- Wow! Cats are, yeah, cats are less cats are less needy and less judgmental. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they use litter boxes. Remember and that. Use, <laughs> that remind um, that. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. But uh, in all seriousness, um, I don't know if you guys heard, but in this new book, a very stable genius, it came out that Trump called the Joint Chiefs of Staff babies and losers. And you guys know I'm I'm a, I'm a military brat. You know, my yeah. father. You know, my father served. Both my grandfather served. Yeah. Um, and you know what's the sad thing is those those men when they go into voting booth are still going to vote for this orange motherfucker. Some of them. Uh, I'm sure all of them are because they've talked. We need to support the Republicans because the Republicans love us. You know, I mean, they honestly believe that. I really do, and it's just sad. Again, a, another instance of emas- you know, the emasculation of people by this cult. You could be right. Um, all right, uh, what's coming up on Mike Check Radio on Sunday? Uh, we'll definitely be talking about the military thing and some other stuff that's in this book. Um, uh, no, other than that, nothing. Uh, we'll talk about. Uh, we got some uh, some sad news for you, Kenny. They're canceling the Watchmen. Oh no! I know about that. It, it's it. I I did, I was never hopeful for a second season because I didn't think that I didn't know where they'd be able to go. Oh, so, well, I'm, I'm sorry. No, it's not. No, it's not sad news. I I view that as a complete work, just like the original Watchmen comic. So, um, you know, I I would have taken it if they would have had a second season, but. It, you know that was that, I think that was just a special thing, and I didn't expect more. Honest to God, I did not expect more. Um, so uh, and, and also your your uh, your your joke, uh, your your reading of the uh, the headline about cats and Christians and stuff reminded me of something I posted on Facebook the other day. Uh, a little thing from Roy D. Merchant. Um, 
dear people who type in all lowercase, we are the difference between helping your Uncle Jack off a horse and helping your Uncle Jack off a horse. Sincerely, <laughs> sincerely, capital, sin, sincerely, capital letters. So, and you were and you were worried about me saying crew. Ah, okay. We just. We don't know who Uncle Jack is in particular. We know who Trump is in particular. All right? you. I mean, you guys got upset with me about Dersh and his tidy whities so don't I, That me. was shtick. That was shtick. This also Rocky is shtick. Rocky Mountain Mike just put something interesting in chat. Oh, he did? Uh, what's that? Michelle, uh, uh, integrate that into your parting shot. Um, it's gonna be hard for me to read it because I have to turn my. Oh, face I can, I can, mic. I can do it. Okay. I, I, I can okay. do it. Uh, breaking: U.S. Representative Ted Lieu just called on Devin Nunes to be removed from the Intel Committee. Nunes threatened to sue. <laughs> of course, he did. To sue Lou, <laughs> sue Lou. Uh, oh, oh my! Oh my! Uh, for saying uh, Nunes can. Uh, conspired with Lev Parnes. Lou's response to the threat uh, letter from the lawyer for Nunez was they can take that letter and shove it. So, Ooh. Oh, oh my. my. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my. Kipped it. Well, uh, all right. Um, all right, Michelle, your parting shot then. Quick parting shot. Um, I am still trying to stay away from the news, so when I hear the sound clips, I'm usually hearing them for the first time. I try to chime in as chime in best I can. Um, I'm really looking forward to our next nerd talk show on my oh, yeah. radio, everyone. We will be having Brit Wolf with us for all three hours, and we will be discussing the Star Wars trilogies as, you know, as we do. All we're gonna see, three, we're gonna see how, all yeah. nine films. Yeah, we're going to see how far we can get. I, I don't hold on your hopes that we'll get through all nine, but we are going to have a fun time trying. I think That's we will. That's what extra shows are for. Yes. I think we can do it. So, uh, oh, and Kat points out Cleveland raised Representative Ted Lou. Oh, my. Oh, uh, my. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That's just so great. Sue Lou. He's going to sue Lou. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Miles, what's your parting shot, sir? All right, so come back on Tuesday. We're going to have an exciting show at Kenny's, I'm sure, because that is the day that the uh, Senate convenes at 1 p.m. All kinds of excitement going to happen there, I'm sure. What I'm really looking forward to is anyone happen to know the date of the State of the Union? Uh, February 4th, I believe. Right. So the trial is going to be well underway <laughs> when Trump addresses that both houses of Congress. And he's not going to be able to get the popcorn ready. <laughs> That's also a Tuesday. That's also a Tuesday, everyone, the State of the Union. Hey, Kenny, you want to like... You want to live the rift the State of the Union with me? Well, it's on a Tuesday, so probably not. He's not going to be able to stay on target. Oh. <laughs> oh. So that, that's especially with Nancy, especially with Speaker Pelosi sitting right next to him, and that is her realm. That is her world. 
Yeah. I hope she does the clap. <laughs> yes. All right. Anything else, uh, Miles? Nope. Nope. That'll do. All right. Uh, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania. You get the final parting shot tonight. Okay. Continuing my uh, series on old Scranton Times uh, news headlines. Okay. Okay. This is from uh, March 15th, 1924. Okay. Some bad things happened that day. 96 years ago. Patient is killed by a blast. Ethylene gas explodes in the operating room. Doctor suffers burns. Ow! Yes, Bernard Cohen, a patient, is dead. Bernie! <laughs> and oh, oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't, I have, I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have called him Bernie. Bernie? <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> And Dr. Warren Buckley is suffering from slight burns today as a result of a mysterious explosion of ethylene gas in an operating room at uh, Union Memorial Hospital. At the time of the explosion, Cohen, Cohen had just undergone a minor operation. I, I, heard, I heard Cohen was Bernard to a crisp. <laughs> yes, he, was, he had a minor operation for a carbuncle. Oh, I thought that was a little furry thing. I don't know. And his wife was preparing for a major operation. Uh, while the accident took place Thursday, full details of it became known today. Dr. Uh, Richard Fallis, who operated on Cohen, and Dr. Fallis? Hamburger. <laughs> yeah, Fallis. That guy's a dick. <laughs> was what present. And Mrs. Cohen's physician, although having nothing to do with the operation or the explosion. Uh, they say that the explosion was without precedent, as far as they know, in modern surgery. Wow. Wow. That is... Yeah, uh, so, here's here's the moral of the story there. Okay. If you have a carbuncle, learn to live with it. <laughs> I, Important I, yeah. safety tip. Thanks, Egon. There you go. No. Uh, yeah. Why would God let this happen? So, uh. <laughs> That's exactly what Mr. Mr. Cohen said. Just as the ethylene gas exploded, I came My in for God. a carbuncle and I'm dead. Is, is that? Uh, oh, you know. Shit, there was one important thing, and if you, I don't know, you probably already have your clown car written, but yeah. something we should have talked about tonight were the flashcards that uh, the Senate was were being handed. Did you see that article? No, no. Oh, we're going to have to talk about it on Tuesday. We'll, we'll, we'll prep something for the, the Senate. The Republican senators need flashcards now, everybody. Yeah. Jesus, that's wow. how fucking dumb crazy. things have gotten. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> Joe, oh. uh, you want to you want to tease uh, anything else? Uh, any other headlines, or do you want to tease for the Tim Carmel show? Well, which just, I'll be on Friday this one, week. One more quick pleasure. headline: Girl's body head partially cut off in trunk on train. Trunk sent from Denver, and former church janitor and wife sought for uh, murder. Oh wow! Okay, boy. That 1924 was a rough year. Um, anyway, so her, so her head uh, was cut off by the trunk. It, no, it was in the trunk. In the trunk. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, so it was See, in the they trunk. They couldn't fit the body in the trunk, so they had to 
partially oh. cut the head off. Oh, I see. So, so yeah. it was it, it was case closed yeah. then, right? Case closed. <laughs> right. Um. So what's in the yeah. box? What's in the box? Uh, yes. uh, <laughs> shake and bake, and I help. So, um, go ahead. <laughs> that was the best. Uh, Aromat- aromatics <laughs> in the cavity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the um, the clown car. Oh yes, we're we're gonna open the the new uh, Donnie's unbelievably massive uh, uh, plumbing fixture uh, shop. Um, oh okay. Or otherwise known as dump plumbing. <laughs> So you'll uh, you'll be hearing about that next week. We have some plumbing fixtures that have plenty of water. Oh, okay. To handle the most massive dumps possible. So you'll say you're saying we'll be hearing about it shortly. Shortly. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Just just don't piss away your chance. I can't wait until Gentlemen, this. Shut this, your engines. I can't wait until this episode drops. <laughs> yeah, I know. Constipation of ideas, diarrhea uh-huh. of the mind. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I'm sure. I, I, no, I got nothing. So, <laughs> all right. You you good, Joe? Anything else? I'm, I'm good. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, I don't know exactly what's going on for Tuesday just yet, but I'm sure we'll have some more fun. Uh, once again, thank you to Joey Ward. Thank you to Bay Lua for your lists. We appreciate that. Uh, sorry for throwing everything uh, off track. Sorry for running late. Appreciate you guys sticking around. Great show. Give yourselves a pat on the back. Uh, Mike Check Radio Crew and Joe. And uh, we'll see everybody on uh, Tuesday. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I think Ken Starr is a lunatic. I really think that Ken Starr is a disaster. Uh, I hated the way the president handled it. It was a long and terrible process. I, I really think that Ken Starr was terrible. News flash, you stupid fucking cock.